I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for uh, Wednesday, November 24th, 2021. It is Thursday, of course, episode 291, and we're doing the show right before American Thanksgiving. So up there in Canada, they don't care, do they, Bo? They don't care what we're doing. Happy Thanksgiving there, Scott. Yeah. American style. Y'all did yours, what, a month ago or some shit? We did ours in October. Yeah. Why is it you have one called Thanksgiving, and then we have one called Thanksgiving, why don't we just get it get it together and have it all at the same time? I don't understand what our problem is. Why do we separate, do you think? No, I really don't know. I'm sure it was explained to me at one point, and then it, I definitely moved that information out of my head. It's not mm. important. Well, you got room for other cool stuff in there. Don't, yeah. don't bog it down with this garbage. Uh, but it's good to be back. Sorry about last week. Uh, I had a bad back, and it was terrible, but I'm good now. Bad back. Yeah, I'm all bad. good now. I'm even drinking this here, a Coke, which has caffeine in it, which usually is bad for my back. Because I, you know, stiffened you up or whatever, uh, but uh, I don't care. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm rolling with it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's my time. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad to be back. It's me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger, and we're gonna dive right in. So sit still and enjoy. All right, uh, we missed you guys, so we're gonna start off with a really uplifting, uh, you know, piece of information. A little bit of breaking news from. From late last week, but still, we think, uh, important this week. But uh, real exciting stuff. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What I'm being told now is that we're going to talk about Blizzard and Activision and the whole mess over there. Uh, Some things did happen. Turns out, um, I don't know if, well, 
whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to assume everybody's level of judgment, but I think a lot of us thought that maybe Bobby Kotick was a big part of the problem of the culture that they've been dealing with over there and all their problems lately. But it appears that is entirely the case. There was a big write up in the uh, not Washington Post, uh, Wall Street Journal, that details a bunch of stuff, including some very specific experiences with Bobby and employees. Uh, one of which received a death threat, uh, a, f- a phoned like uh, on her answering machine death threat from Bobby Kotick, which I, apparently they still have that audio somewhere. Um, it was from some years ago, but still there, there that is. And then there was, um, and not by the way, not this kind of death threat where you go, John, I'm going to come over there and kill you. Not like that. All right, that's a good old fashioned Hollywood death threat. It was more like. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a classic death death threat. Threat. yeah more oh, of a classic, classic death scott threat. once again gonna come over kill me oh, yeah. scott. I, like, scott. I like this categorization of, of yeah. death threat. his was more like his was like person in power death threat i'm going to have i could have you killed that's the threat it's a oh that's that's worse it is worse way worse because way that's worse. That's legitimate because nobody sees Bobby Kodak going over to somebody's house and going, hmm, yeah, I'm going to hang out in the street and then jump you. Like, but if he's threatening to spend money to have someone killed, that's a legitimate threat that I can see him doing. Yeah. That's the weaselly kind of way he'd do it. Yeah, that's weaselly gangster shit. And uh, he apparently did that. He also uh, there there are people accusing him of direct harassment and some other stuff. And of course, you know, he you know covered for himself as much as you know whatever he said or did it, it was all just sort of like a, you know he didn't take any responsibilities the word i'm looking for um the board expressed support in him however the shareholders want him to get out of there so they all and they also uh, named two board members that they're uh at least the activision blizzard uh group did two board members that they also feel need to go out which is another reason why everybody thinks the board is backing Bobby is kind of two reasons is one, they're a bunch of his buddies and he's made him a lot of money. Um, and two, uh, is that it also would be extremely costly for Bobby Kodak to get fired because of the insane amount of money they have to pay him if they do, which uh, is just crazy. My understanding is that it was the, the shareholders that were calling him out are already predisposed to do this. Like it's about, some small percentage that buy, that are protest purchases hmm. that kind of do this all the time anyways. And because they're in the headlines, it's now clickbaitable, oh, but see. it's not really that significant of a thing because they'd be doing it anyways. They're kind of anti-Kotic to sure. begin with. Yeah. There's um, always somebody but, like that on your, on your board. But, um, there's other stuff that has happened that <laughs> has come. We, we haven't scratched the surface of the shit actually. Like, no. so, you no, know, man. that, that being the case, I think, I think there still needs to be continued pressure for the actual, like the large shareholders who kind of don't care to start caring. Yeah. I think part of that. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll say what I've always said and I still, I hold to this. The, the only way that really happens is when the bottom line starts to erode. And, um, while their stock has been down over the last week or so, I didn't check today. Um, I don't think any of it's enough yet to cause enough seismic activity to make, to make, that happen um that's usually what moves that needle uh for good or for well, ill you know again they have well, to make an astronomical amount of money because bobby leaving costs them a ton of money yeah. so the amount of pressure they have to be put under has to be 
in the corporate world, not in the logical make sense world, mind you, uh, it has to be more than what his outgoing payment is going to be, yeah. which again is a huge sum of money. I don't know what the exact amount is, but it's, it's in the 300, 400 million, something, something dollar, whatever. He'd still own some stock. He'd still, you know, it's not, none of this is like dude at the gas station. Sorry, this is going to be your last day. We can't, we can't have you, you know, harassing the, the, the female customers anymore kind of deal where the guy just leaves with a bag of chips or whatever. He's taking a lot of money with him. Um, but what about losing? I mean, the console makers have come out, all of them at this point. Yeah. The leaders for all the console makers have come out and scolded and basically warned this company. Yeah. Like in a preemptive sort of strike to say, like, to, you know, if this continues, this is there. Like, they, you know, I, I, I'm assuming if the money's still rolling in, they're not going to do anything. But if it becomes toxic enough, Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo could distance themselves. Yeah. Which would be, you know, for the maybe not for the Blizzard side of things, but for Call of Duty and and all that. I mean, that's a big. That would be a big loss. Yeah, it's right? a huge that, loss. That would get co- if the if the consoles actually said like, you know what? No, we're no longer doing business with this company. Like, Kodak could be out. Yeah, if they stopped carrying Call of Duty, just as one simple single example, yeah. that's that's a death nail to the stock price. So that would do it if even just Sony and Microsoft said no. Um, Nintendo carries, you know, stuff from them, but not, not, you know, not to the level that, that the two main consoles do. So yeah, they would be huge. And so far you can see it as sort of performative. You've had all three, uh, you know, Doug Bowser from Nintendo. Oh, who's the Microsoft guy's name always leaves me. Paul Ryan or something like that. Ryan, Paul Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. They put him in charge of uh, Xbox now. Yeah. I know Xbox is Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer, there you go. The guy came out, they were like, he knows but his video games. Phil, Sp- <laughs> Phil Spencer. Yeah, he did. Um, so did. And then it's Ryan equivalent. Reynolds for PlayStation. Right. And Doug Bowser for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Deb, Doug Bowser's easy to remember because his name's effing Bowser. So. It's a, it was Ryan. There's some Ryan in the name. Ryan, it might be, yeah, there might be a Ryan in there. All right, PlayStation boss, who is it? I give up. He's action hero Jack Ryan. Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Jim Ryan. There you go. Jimmy, old Jimmy Ryan stepping out. Uh, Two first name, name. They are very, very performative so far, but I think that's a meaningful thing for them to do. Um, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It's fairly unprecedented, I think. Yeah. It's pretty, Um, it's pretty crazy how, how. I, I can't think of another recent historic example of it. I tried to find one and I couldn't find one. So. Do you think there's like some sort of secret cult behind all of this? Like <laughs> putting my tinfoil hat on? Like I'm, on. Just, I'm thinking about Bobby Kotick. I'm like, why don't you just take the money and go? Like, yeah, we got to put that tinfoil like, hat on. That's a good it's one. It's either like an ego the size of Jupiter that's keeping him there at this point. Mm-hmm. Or there's like secret stuff. I don't know what. Yeah, but I don't know. It'll all come crum- it's all come, come <laughs> crumbling down. Yeah. Something going they get together in hoods and pray to uh, uh Chipotle or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Chipotle the god of, the god of <laughs> endless diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> the god Chipotle. Wow. I had, that's a good one. I love that. What would they say? What does a prayer to Chipotle say? I don't even know what Chipotle is. You guys go to it in the States. I've never seen a Chipotle. I don't Dear know Chipotle, please don't let this end the way it ended the last time. Here's what it is. I found it. I found a recorded version of it here. I have a bad case of diarrhea. There it is. That's the beginning of every prayer <laughs> to Chipotle. 
That's the Chipotle um, prayer. So, yeah, it's uh, I, you know, yes, it's done through channels and it's not like they got on some 60 minutes interview and did it that way. And I realize it's, it can be seen as, you know, corporate performative, but it's still significant in a, in a pretty meaningful way. And if the goal is to get the guy out of there, that's what these platform holders would do. And the thing is, Activision is beholden to those platforms, whether and, and to a large extent that the platforms are also interested in having big titles like Activision titles on them, but also the worst selling Call of Duty in years and the worst reviewed Call of Duty in years is happening right now. So mm-hmm. that Vanguard game is not doing well, not doing well by their by the numbers, like doing well compared to somebody's indie effort. Of course they are, but but by what they're used to, this that thing is sucking an egg and and that isn't helping. So it's all just a lot of stuff at once and I do think this ultimately means Codex out of there. The other thing we didn't talk about yet is co-lead at Blizzard uh, when when Brack left was Jen O'Neill. She was added as a co-leader of the company. And she came from Vicarious Visions, which was the company that made the Tony Hawk remakes and then was working on Diablo 2 Resurrected and uh, was seen as a good leadership pick regardless. But also a lot of people went, well... This could be Blizzard just doing a token hire and making sure that representation is out in front of the cameras, but it's not really doing anything in terms of me. There's a lot of skepticism about her being added there. And now that's all been confirmed that basically they were doing that. Um, They never gave her. She never got equal pay. That's just I can't believe they did that. Like that blows my mind that you would do this thing. You got Yabara and you got O'Neill. And you now have a chance to say, all right, well, we either can just do this as a token hire and make it and and be obvious about how it looks rather than what it is. Or we can really mean it and go for it and, and like really make a change here and have her voice be a big voice and blah, 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 all this stuff. Instead, they chose to do the dumb thing, which is purely based on appearance. They didn't pay her. They didn't even pay her what Yabara got offered. I'm not even sure he knew. She just didn't get paid what he got paid, and it's supposed I've to be heard a he, he was advocating for the equal pay, but I mean, who knows? He he may have been. The point that they the point is that they, the fact that they didn't is insane. He probably shouldn't have accepted the me. position either. If he if he was sincere about that, he probably should have. Well, it's, it's I, incredibly I, I, stupid. I can't it, believe it's, it. It's it's shockingly dumb. Yeah, like it's, a ten year old could figure out what the right thing to do was in that situation. Yeah, right? go, hey, yeah. this company's facing scrutiny for not paying men and women the same, so they decide to appoint two new leads to run part of that company. Should they pay these two employees the same? Nah, like like it takes a special kind of idiot to come up with that as the answer. (laughs) And you guys asked, you know, we've talked about this for so long and it just it's the story that keeps on going. It feels like every week is going to be the last time we talk about these idiots and then they do something else that's stupid. And I cannot believe like you guys said, hey, do you think do you think Bobby Kotick's going to face any judgment for this? Like you asked me that, Scott. And I said, no, he isn't. He's going to distance himself. He's going to probably fire um, Brack and get him out of there as like a sacrificial lamb sort of deal. Like, look at the changes I made. And then as a result, you know, things aren't going to stick around long enough for attention to fall back on Bobby. 
But you know what will get your attention back on you? By doing something so stupid as continuing to do the thing you're in trouble for with the new people you yeah. brought in to replace your sacrificial lamb. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's so it, dumb. And it's them. It is literally Kodak and his people that would have made that decision because that's the level of hire that it is. This isn't hmm. something that happens 18 rungs down on your corporate ladder. This Studio is one league. that happened right at the top. And the fact that somebody didn't say, you guys, whatever you do, just make sure they're both getting paid the same. Or at the very least, if you're going to screw this up, give the lady more and give the guy less. The fact that nobody did that makes it sound, makes it feel like my cat was in charge. I don't get it. I just don't Man. get it. Don't be so mean to your cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it just sh- it shows you how um, just unintelligent the people that are making decisions are. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it's it's that level. It's like comic. It's like schoolyard comical level. Because um, I think it also came out somewhere that the Townsend email mm-hmm. to employees that went viral at the start of this for being so tone deaf. Oh, right. um, was actually written by Bobby Kotick and then when it went bad he threw her under the bus publicly saying like oh what she wrote was real shit sorry about that yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's like, yeah. and it was him and like yeah. so this is this is I mean that's we're seeing like the skirt is lifted up so to speak on what things are on the inside mm-hmm. of the company and and I mean it's it's Kotick but it's also the people around that support that as well the board and, and whoever else it, it there's very little hope I, there's very little hope here. Yeah. Well, there's some hope. Okay. The hope is he gets out of there. I know too much now about this company. I, I, I do not respect their level of intelligence. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. The way that this thing gets righted is going to, if it does at all, it takes years. It takes more than just performative action. It takes transparency. It takes it takes a whole lot more than what they're giving us now. I need some talented people at that that are passionate about video games, and it just sounds like that's not that's not what we have here. Yeah, you know? I mean, I used to think. Uh, I'll be honest. I used to go, well, Bobby Kotick seems like a knob, and yeah, he's in charge of billions of dollars, and you know, he's one of those guys. But you know, I'll bet he hunkers down and can play a, a you know a wicked match a something you know he's playing some you game thought so yeah i did i i wanted that to be true years ago right. this is back like yeah. you know two, 2008 2009 when everyone was complaining about the merger i remember thinking well i'll bet kodak could you know he'll he'll play wow with you he, he probably has a raid team you know like i used to have these these weird ideas that that if you were in video games you were in it because you loved them and and you were a player and 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 player first and a, an executive second and and you know a lot of those guys like Phil Spencer, that dude plays video games. He likes them. He, he talks about yeah. them. He yeah, talks about, he definitely does. Yeah. No doubt about it. He talks about competitors' games and how you know. He, and he talks about them in the kind of detail that only a player would know. Um, uh, Doug Bowser, similar thing. Dude's super into, into Nintendo games. It may be a career position for him, but it's also you know stuff he loves. I don't. I I never once look at those guys and go, "Why are they here?" I, and I remember feeling that way a little bit about Reggie Fizeman because he always seemed like. Like he's, a, I think Reg, Reggie's fine. Reggie seemed like a genuine dude, but I never felt like Reggie played any of that shit. I felt like he uh, just was. Reggie felt like a, a casual convert. Like he would sample the product. Yeah. Like he came over from pizza. Yeah. Like that was, and that was like my reaction at the time because I think I felt the way you felt, which was like, oh, you got into video games because you cared very much about video games. And when they were like, you know, here's Reggie Fizabe, and he's uh, he's from Pizza Hut, and I was like. <laughs> well, I 
<laughs> I do like pizza, though. Yeah, I do like pizza. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but I feel like maybe it wasn't his passion, right? But I definitely got the impression that he played probably with his kids. He yeah. probably had a night like Reggie had game night. He's like, guys, we're going to play Nintendo because I'm in charge of Nintendo. So you all going to get a Nintendo and we're going to sit down yeah. and we're going to play it. And I'm going to get what what you're all into. But it never fe- it never felt like it was his passion. I agree. Like Reggie was like, I'm passionate about video. Games. And it, it, it was never like, oh, I bet he's good at any of it. He plays like my dad or something you know, like. <laughs> Not good at it or whatever, but still laughing and it's a hilarious thing to do in a video. Like you could always tell that he was like that level of connected. I'm now convinced that Bobby Kotick may have never played a video game in his life or felt any actual joy in his life. All right. So there. I mean, that's that's possible. That's a that's a that's like a a ramp. (laughs) Like he's never played a game to never had any joy in his life. (laughs) He's a sad sack of shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure he's fine. I mean, I just, it, it, he's motivated by other things. I mean, he's part of a, you know, very large executive playing power games and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And I, I think that's, I think, I think that's what it is. I think people at some companies succeed in spite of him and Activision, like other companies like it, are good at picking up talent and, and when they start meddling, they don't meddle very well. And it, yeah. I think we're in full metal mode when it comes to Blizzard, for sure. Well, to, to John's and, point earlier before we started the show, um, PlayStation is also embroiled in a bit of a harassment suit of their own. I don't have the details in front of me, but this was apparently new-ish. And so a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to criticize Activision, but you can't keep your own place clean. I think it goes back to that point John made pre-show about that the industry as a whole, big business as a whole there's a lot we could say about just all of those places have got, they've got shit to fix and clean and do. And, and, you know, for all I know, they're sacrificing babies over at Microsoft to get game pass profitable. I don't know. I have no idea. Like at the, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do the best I can with the information I have as a, as a player to support the companies and to play the games that, that, uh, that at least appear to be working on it. And I know none of them are going to ever be perfect. No one is. There's no such thing. But, you know, Bobby Kotick doing death threats and, and direct harassment, that should be enough to take the CEO out of that company. That should be enough. And if that's not enough, then I don't know what is. What is enough? You got to murder a guy in front of everyone? Like, what do you have to do to get Kotick out? You have to cost the company more money than you're bringing in. Ding. But, that's like, it. that's it. <laughs> and it sucks. It's a shitty answer, but yeah. um, that's that's what it. Uh, I hate down. that you're right, but you're right. That's how it'll happen. So what? So where will that come from? That will come from could come from these console pressures, but it will probably just come from player revolt. And I'm not sure players enough players care. They just want their Call of Duty and they want their World of Warcraft or they want their whatever, and that's not and that's it. So as long as they're getting that they're happy to to hork out their 60 bucks and their and their skin money and their you know their warzone freaking battle pass money and they'll just keep doing that and until they stop doing that then nothing changes so i i i'm i'm not advocating for one thing or the other i just think i i think it's just time we all came to came to the realization of what is actually happening here and what's happening here is the money will speak and that's probably it it's probably it freaking money all right let's move on 
Um, every game that got delayed, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. All of them. Uh, every game that was delayed to 2020 or in 2021 so far. Oh my uh, God. That's got to be a lot of games. It's a lot of games, Bo. It's a lot of games. And here's the thing. Some of these I care about and many of them I do not, or some of them it's just like, fine, take your extra time. It's okay. Cause I'll, you know, I'd be happy to see how this turns out. I'll give you a couple of obscure ones. I hadn't even heard of, but until, uh, we looked at this article, Pragmata. Never heard of it. I don't remember seeing this at any kind of like E3 or whatever. So I don't know what this is, but a mysterious and Death Stranding-esque game from Capcom has been delayed called Pragmatic. That one's weird because it wasn't even delayed from this year. It was, I mean, the the little creepy girl (laughs) is telling me that it's not coming out in 2022. It's coming out in 2023. Yeah. So like that one's kind of even crazier because a lot of them right now, what we're seeing is we're going, oh, we're not going to make the end of the year. So push it to February. Yeah. And she's, um, she's standing there holding a sign that has 2022 crossed out, 2023 written in its place. And then a little sorry. So for those at home listening, that's how they've decided to do it. And I don't know what that girl's up to, but it ain't no good. No. Yeah. If you see that girl, you should probably run. Yeah. Yeah. I get out. Whatever it is, get out. This is not going to. Yeah. If she's your daughter and you love her, I understand. But dude, get the F out. She's not. Yeah. Put her up for adoption. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what we're going to advocate for your troubled children at home, everybody. (laughs) If you have a disturbing child, leave it on a doorstep. There you go. There's a game called Themesia. I think is how you say it. It's a brutal hack and slash game with clear souls influences and a ton of blood and gore. It's now going to arrive in 2022. No reason given for the delay. Again, this is one I hadn't heard of. This was coming to... This is Team 17's publishing it. Coming to PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. I didn't know this existed, but it's delayed. So that's not coming either real soon, everybody. Themesia. Right. I, you know, I, had, I got Themesia once when I was younger. The, <laughs> yeah. doctor, the doctor prescribed me Rogaine for it. <laughs> yeah. Did it work? Is that why you got all that long hair and beard and everything? Yeah. Well, I had long hair in other places. So I had to get rid of that. Ooh. Oh, it's it called just, it just migrated it. Okay. It's on my thighs. I had I had, you know, long mullet on my thigh. Got it. That's nobody wants long mullet thigh. Best joke I've ever said. It's pretty good. Uh how about this one? Uh Metal Hellsinger. Again, not one I'd heard of. A rhythm focused shooter comparable to Doom and the similar BPM bullets per minute game. Uh Metal Hellsinger's now arriving. Sometime in 2022, the development team led by former Battlefield Bad Company 2 lead designer David Goldfarb uh, and the game features tracks from musicians like Lamb of Gods, Randy Blythe or Blythe. Uh, based on your performance, more layers are added each time uh, and the track gives you a more richer experience. Looks like a third person sort of thing, but it's rhythm based. I had never heard of this. The, there's your <laughs> I mean, does three it count games. as a delay if you'd never heard of it. Well, does it even exist? <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, if, a game, hear, if a game gets delayed and you didn't know it exists, did it get delayed? Yeah. Scott hears about a lot of games. Like, I do. I, I, if he didn't hear about this game, then I, I don't, I question whether it was even announced. A honestly. lot of people, Bo, that's funny you bring that up. A lot of people think that when I can't think of a game's name or a developer's name and I'm banging my head against the wall and someone in the chat blurts it out, like, oh, yeah, right. They think that is just me in cognitive decline or something. No, yeah, no like, what that is, is I have too much of this in there and I do pay attention to this stuff. I do keep track of it. I just can't hold it all in the same straw. Chat room likes it's fan fiction to let them have their fan. Fiction yeah, it is. Fan fiction, a cognitive it? decline. It's, an, it's enjoyable for them. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, here's a game you may have heard of. 
<laughs> Saints Row. Remember Saints Row? That's a that's a game. Uh-huh. This I did do. get delayed, and uh, this is the reboot of the series that was announced at E3. I think it was E3. May have been one of the other showcases. They all kind of run together now, but um, the upcoming reboot of Saints Row will be arriving six months later than previously announced. Volition moved the title from February 25th, 2022 to August 23rd, 2022. So really a year, effectively a year delay. Uh, With COVID being a big part of the delay, they say the delay will ensure the game meets studio quality standards, according to studio boss Jim Boone. Uh, I was looking forward to this because I like Saints Row. I like open world games. And I thought perhaps it would be time to like update what Saints Row is. And if they need extra time, that's fine with me. That's okay. Go ahead yeah. and take your time. They need and extra time to, to, to make sure that guy's headphones are the right size. <laughs> I was waiting to hear Bo's take because I know you're not his, like his, head, his headphones are so big. You're not really a big Saints Row guy, are you? It's fine. Really. Saints Row is fine. I just never really played it. I can't judge. Okay. I can't judge. I, I like it a lot. but I like the wheelchair gun and the dildo things I saw yeah, you- <laughs> like in the trailer. <laughs> Seems good. I approve. 2021 <laughs> quote of the year. I like the dildo things I saw. Bo Schwartz. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, this one, which has been in per, per, feels like permanent perpetuity of delays, is Six Days in Fallujah, also controversial. Uh, this is a, a shooter, rather, called Six Days of Fallujah, which was actually canceled well over a decade ago. Then it got revived, uh, got delayed quarter four, 2022. The game and development at High Wire Games takes place during the second, or real second battle of Fallujah and has drawn criticism for, for the developer, initially saying it wouldn't be making a political statement before backtracking. Um, if you're going to reproduce that event, you're, you're, you're you, you can't help but be political. You just, yeah. that's just how it is. I was going to say, I'm glad that it mentioned it in the article, uh, which just for reference, everybody, we're reading off GameSpot. Um, yeah. But uh, the, I remembered this game from like when I was still in school. Oh, weird. <laughs> is what it seemed like. And I was like, wait a minute. Are they still trying to make this game? I, I feel like I was in high school the last time I heard about this game and, and it being delayed. It's kind of that constant, eternal, like, we're going to do this. We're going to make this video game. No, yeah. Yeah. no, it's bad. We're not going to do it. It's like, what was the, I guess, Duke Nukem Forever was the previous king of all delays. Just yeah. Your decade, a decade or more of, of delays, and then finally. Let came me out. tell you, when you get it in the end, this is going to age well. This quote: uh, <laughs> "It's not always the uh, enjoyable experience you were hoping it's, it was going to be." Uh, as somebody who eventually played Duke Nukem Forever, uh, sometimes it's better to have uh, just n- never had that happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I pre-ordered it. That's why I don't pre-order. Oh, is this the? I, I didn't know there was a titular moment of, of pre-order. Um, never do it again from this game. Is that true? I, didn't yeah, I was just stoked. I played it when I was young. I wanted to play this one. 80 bucks down the drain. I couldn't even finish the first level. I was like, this is Damn, disgusting. Dude. It's pretty bad. It no refunds bad. back it's a, then. It's a yeah. really bad game. It's not a good game. I only played a little too, and it's, it's bad. Uh, another one is the play date. Now we're getting into hardware. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing this. I didn't. I wasn't looking forward to paying the I thought the, the play date came out. No, there there some people, you know, influencer types or whoever who have one. Um, developers have them, but they did not has not shipped yet to people who bought bought them or pre ordered them. It's this little uh, for those who don't know, it's a little indie focused handheld that looks like a 
I don't know. It's like a Frankenstein Game Boy kind of. It's got a crank on the side. They're yellow. You get an A B button and a or A button B button and a and a D pad. And then this crank can be used for gameplay as well as doesn't it let you charge the damn thing or something? I can't remember. Oh, I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, that could be. I I think the crank is like. I mean, they know what they're doing because I saw that and was like, it's whimsical. I love it. Yeah, uh, I want cute. it, I and want one I'm too. sure Bo was excited at all the fishing game possibilities a crank on the side of your console would allow. For. Oh yeah, you go no, fishing. Yeah, you could take a reel. Yeah, fish all day. It actually is, seems pretty neat. Um, it was made by the people who made that game. Uh, fire, uh, fire, fire walk with no Firewatch. Firewatch. That's Firewatch. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so those guys had this idea. Um, yeah, it's an indie game developer that just decided to make a crazy little indie system. Yeah, is what they said. Uh, the reason was for the delay. The company behind the product said, "quote A battery tragedy is to blame for the slight delay." Mm. So, twenty twenty two early tragedy. Yeah, I don't that, know what that yeah, means. That sums up life about right now. <laughs> no, maybe something in their design was flawed or something. And I hope so. And it wasn't someone's. It head might be a really off. costly thing. Like they might be at a point where they're not breaking even or losing money now if they have to fix a production line. You don't think it was a developer who's turning the crank one day and he's like, this is so cool and then his head exploded because it had a bad battery uh, in it? It's just like yeah, maybe. It's a scene from Aliens. He just sprayed him and just... <laughs> I hope not. We laugh, but we hope not. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the Steam Deck, which I got personal email about from from uh, Valve saying... Steam Dick. Sorry. Your Steam Dick. Your Steam Dick yeah, is Steam late. Dick. Uh, yeah, the Steam Deck is their handheld thing and it's not coming yet. I had a huge, long conversation with somebody. I hope people learn from it, but I had a conversation on Twitter with somebody about what the Steam Deck is and isn't, and they were convinced that you had to have a PC first to even have a Steam Deck second, and I had a really hard time explaining to them that you it is a PC. It is a PC. Yeah, you don't need a PC. I mean, it, yeah, I don't want to throw shade at that person, but it seems like that's a pretty easy solution when they say you have to have a PC in order to get one, and you just go, no, you don't. Yeah, you you don't need one. It is it is one, and not only that. And okay, I guess I understand the idea. If you've it's never a good had pointer, a, John. <laughs> yeah, no, you're wrong. If you've you never go. owned a Steam game, I guess maybe it's less valuable. But if you have a big Steam library, then yeah, there's an advantage there. But that doesn't mean you had to own the previous PC, which has all your Steam shit on it. It just means you had a lot of games already. So anyway, it is a PC. Uh, that's I mean, been it's delayed. A, it's impressive where they can fit computers. I've got a. At work, I have a Surface, and it's kind of impressive how much you can get done in such a small package. I like Surfaces. I wish the Surface didn't get... Um, they, they had a deal with Wacom for their first two uh, for the pen, and it was awesome, and it was really good as an art tool. Yeah. And then they decided to do their own, and it it was it's a terrible pen. It may be better now, but mm. version 3, 4, and 5 were bad, and... For forever went my hopes of the of a of that device becoming my new art tool. I wish it would have, but that's too bad. Yeah, their yeah. New, their their pen was laggy and shitty and bum bum me out. You're better served by Apple in that regard, right? At the moment, yeah. We'll we'll see how that pans out in future. But right now, it's it's kind of the tool du jour. Um, all right, fan, Final Fantasy and Walker two week delay. Not that big a deal. No, that's fine. It's I fine. needed it. You so, yeah, you did I'm, need it. Right, you yeah. had to level a whole other character to max and do all the story again, or something. Yeah, and I've done that. I've got two jobs at max now. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And now, just next week, 
Next week, I'm going to be playing Endwalker. I'm so excited. There you go. Uh, The other one is a game called Scorn. Creepy adventure game with clear influences from H.R. Giger's uh, character design. I say Giger because I watched his documentary, and that's how they call him, Giger. All right? I know we've all been saying Geiger our whole lives. It's Giger. Anyway, it was supposed to be one of the more interesting Xbox console exclusives in this year, but it has been delayed to 2022. More information will be available in December when they show us stuff. Giger? It was never Gidger. <laughs> I watched this doc and he said it many times and I went, all right, so it's Geiger or Giger. <laughs> See, you did I what I did because uh. I also watched the documentary and I still say Geiger because I like it better. It's like when somebody explained, you know, the guy who created GIFs calls him GIFs, yeah. which means technically. And I go, hmm, what a logical, well thought out <laughs> argument. I'm going to continue to call them GIFs because <laughs> I like myself. Yeah, I'm calling them GIFs no matter what, because GIFs. Without a T is GIF. With a T is gift. No one says gift. Okay. No one gives you Christmas gifts, do they? Yeah. They give you gifts. Well, that's a good art line of reasoning. Damn straight. Yeah, it I is. like that one. It's the best one. It's the only one that matters. Forget everything else you've heard. I don't so, care what the, just, the inventor of gifts can see all he wants. I don't care. Lots of weird inventors do things. Right. Forget him. At a certain point, you give it to the public and they decide. We yeah, decided. It's, it's ours. Gift. Yeah. Take Choosy it. nerds choose GIF. <laughs> I can't believe you somehow made a GIF joke, the GIF peanut butter joke from an era that no one remembers about GIF peanut butter and a slogan they don't use anymore. Yeah, That's amazing. My head, not gonna lie. No, I did amazing. it just before Daniel J. Newman. So kudos to you for also doing it, sir. Oh, uh, that's every- a great. You both deserve something. That was that was awesome. In French, H.R. Giger is H. I. L. G. J. Yeah, H. I. L. G. J. Wow. Wee oui, wee. Oui. All right. So uh, fancy. Here's one that we're all sad about. At least I am. I'm glad they're taking their time, but you know, whatever. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. This is uh, Firaxis's follow up to well this is their first big turn-based strategy since the XCOM series and uh if you don't count i guess civilization 6 but anyway uh they say they want to make the best uh, game possible and that thing looks really promising and so uh take your time it's fine we'll wait marvel showing this lady for uh midnight suns pictures and i keep thinking it's diablo 4 yeah i figured the delay is because diablo's delayed so they need more time to copy what diablo's (laughs) (laughs) they're like oh shit the diablo 4 we thought it'd be out this year not gonna be out we need more time to study their artwork so we can include it in our game i see well i mean if you scroll down on this article we're looking at literally just a little bit i think it's basically the same picture and her name i think her name is lilith as well like Diablo oh, really? 4 Ages Lilith, and that's Lilith in Mar. Like, it's the same named, and they look like, like, look, I'm like, I think they're literally putting, copying Diablo 4, uh, it almost feels like, but, yeah. you know, probably not. Probably it'll make more sense when the games are released. She but. looks, to me, I always just see Kerrigan. I think it's all the Does green yeah, right there. Kerrigan There's some Kerrigan well, vibes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely getting a Kerrigan vibe out of it. Um, then they they next- started off copying StarCraft, hoping StarCraft 3 would be out, but then they had to switch to Diablo 4. So. Yeah. Um, what's weird is a lot of the stuff that got delayed is saying 
uh, February of next year. There's no way that holds for most of these. No, they no said way. February because I think it puts it within a fiscal quarter, and that's their goal. Yeah. But it's going to keep going. Now, here's one we I care about. about. All these, we got a lot. No, I'm only going to do a couple more here. So, <laughs> so the say, one, this article goes yeah, for I'm 17 a, more. Yeah, pages. it's a lot of delays. Is, the, is the, that's the main takeaway? Is that like everything in its dog got delayed? But I wanted to mention Shovel Knight Dig for for a reason here. So I like that Shovel Knight game series a lot. Uh, it's a 8-bit throwback. Uh, first came out in 2014, but it was meant to look like an NES game, and it really does and sounds like one. Um, and it's really fun, like a really good time. Anyway, they were making a game called Shovel Knight Dig, and it was like a puzzle game spinoff of the series, and I was actually really looking forward to it, and now we're not going to get it. So I just wanted to call that one out. Okay? All right. Oh, no. There's a lot more on here. We know about most of them. Like you said, Overwatch, Diablo. Lost uh, man, look yeah. at EA Sports PGA Tour getting paid for its little thumbnail almost. I saw just the picture and I was like, what the hell is mm-hmm. this? Yep. <laughs> I had to look at the actual article to find out what the name of the game is because it looks like it looks like EA Sports presents PGA Tour Cross FedEx. Yeah. Finally, the fighter we always <laughs> wanted to see. We can have uh, Fuzzy Zoller go up against your local delivery guy. <laughs> the guy that wants your signature for your iPhone <laughs> is going up against Fuzzy Zoller. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, By the way, this article is so long that even the author lost track because if you scroll down, Pragmata is on there a second time and it doesn't reference, like it's not a joke or a reference. It's just seriously on there. They accidentally <laughs> did it twice. <laughs> like, it takes so long to scroll back up in the article. He probably forgot he mentioned it first or whatever. <laughs> one it of, just loops back around. We're just one, back where we started. One of them that, that I guess didn't surprise me, but also I'm surprised it happened so late in the game is Elden Ring because everywhere you go that you can pre-order Elden Ring, PlayStation, Xbox stores, uh, Steam, everything the language and the and the stuff that's up everywhere about that game are are all like eminent release type imagery like coming soon almost here ready to rock let's go elden ring nope you're gonna have to wait for from software's game until well they say february so uh but bo i did want to pick one of these out for you rocksmith plus you, you sad about that i got pushed off uh no I, i'm well i, I just I'm not sad about it. I think it's awesome. I'm hearing it's not very good right now, but oh. it's still. I think they're they're delaying it because it's not very good. Like didn't get a good reception. So yeah, I haven't been following it too too hard. I, I'm I like Rocksmith, but I want to be able. I want some DMCA friendly options. It's fun to play on stream. Yeah, yeah. I want. I liked watching you when you would do that. That was fun. I see. enjoyed it, yeah. but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Rocksmith is, has tons of songs. It's almost like it's not needed. There's a really cheap. It goes on sale. Rocksmith 2014 edition goes on sale all the time. Mm-hmm. So do the songs. It's not really needed, but we'll see. Right. I think what's going to happen is people are going to be able to write their own yeah. tracks. I just don't know how that's going to get monetized, but I don't know. Yeah, good point. Um, there's a bunch of others here. God of War, that weird multiplayer, uh, Resident Evil, Warhammer, Dark Tide, which we're all going to play, I'm sure. Uh, they talked about all those, but I think we kind of knew about them. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's plenty of games out there. So don't worry. Don't be, don't be sad if we didn't mention your favorite game in this giant list that goes on forever and even doubles up a couple of times. All right. What else we got going on? 
uh, humankind, that cool uh, the, the role or um, civ like that I quite like. It's on Game Pass, so I tried it and it was it's good. It's a beast, but it's good. Uh, it's by the people that did uh, uh, what is it called? Not space. Every space. Ever space. Ever space. One and two. Ever, ever not space. ever not ever space. Ever. No. Endless space. Endless space. Endless Thank space. you. The Endless Space and Endless Legend people did it, and um, they're now getting a hundred-turn demo. So that's a lot of turns, actually. I just thought that was an interesting way to do shareware because it's a one-more-turn kind of game. So, like, if you play to a hundred turns, you're definitely buying the game, I think. Yeah, it <laughs> seems that seems brilliant uh, because if I, I made like it to a hundred turns and they said, do you want to buy to keep playing? I'd be like, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. right now. <laughs> absolutely i don't know if i can quit after 100 turns yeah it seems like a pretty generous uh you know offering or whatever plenty and i don't know i just i i I liked i just i just like that that market strategy it's It's like tantric video gaming if you stop after 100 turns i think (laughs) wow i think uh, what happens if you stop tantric early well ask sting he knows he knows what's up he's your tantric uh love man yeah like uh, yeah I don't know. You, you what do you, I really don't even know what you do. What is tantric? I don't know what any of that is. What is it? Do, do we want to get into that? What is tantric? Uh, I think it's like um, some sort of meditation. Well, there, I think we're we're not saying the whole thing. We're talking about tantric sex. Oh, oh. Which being about, <laughs> being about sex, I don't really, you know, my knowledge will be very limited. Um, <laughs> you hear that, ladies? Uh, All right. But here is the tantric sex is a slow meditative form of sex where the end goal is not orgasm, but enjoying the sexual journey and sensations of the body. Oh. So I guess it's like mindfulness, you know, when you meditate, except while having sex. Yeah, so but at the end, okay. At some point, does Sting go, oh, all right, love, I'm ready. Like, what What happens at the end? Something. No, no, that's it the, it, it you're, ends you're, the same way it always does. Just the end goal. <laughs> The end goal is not orgasm. Like that that's the thing. It's you know, you're extending that journey for as long as possible. Right. I it's think, uh, the, the it's about the journey, not the destination. Right, but do they some at some so did they deny themselves that ultimate destination? I think if you deny it, isn't that well, I think it's like well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a denial thing. I think it's just stay stating in a meditative state mid right there's like you know because like if you chart sex on a graph you have like the low point that goes up yeah and then you have a sharp decline so i think it's just keeping it in that that area right there keeping it like this, <laughs> like this. yeah so that you, the, 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 the bar graph goes and then it stays straight and then you're just kind of in the straight thing where you don't go to climax but you're definitely having sex okay um, All right. Just keep no, it I, like this for as long as possible before it ends up like this. I mean, I'm surprised there isn't a video game about this. Maybe there is. There probably know. is some anime thing on right. on uh, Steam. I'm sure there yeah. exists. But I, I just don't know if you can separate tantric from sex. Okay. Uh, if that's just because that was what you asked. We we went into sex, but maybe so maybe tantric medica- med- medication meditation medication is, is a whole separate thing <laughs> that's that can be a. You know, maybe they just apply it to sex, but maybe it applies to all sorts of things. I don't know. Like tantric soda drinking. Get the yeah, most out go. of your can. Yeah, there the it is. The term tantra in Indian traditions means a systematically broadly applicable text, theory, system, method, instrument, technique, or practice. So in a way, tantric sex is just another way of saying sex system trademark. Oh, okay. 
Okay. I guess. All right. Yeah. So, it is, so it's, it's, just, it's, it's just because it's exotic and you say tantric, it sounds like a fancy thing to an English brain, but mm-hmm. it's probably just like sex system. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what we're saying. I gather from that. If I, uh, I get sunburned really easy. Could I call that a tantric? No. Okay. Moving on. Hey, let's do this next thing. Let's do this next thing. Uh, so that we can pretend uh, I never so made well that done, joke. Well uh, human, humankind, a uh, hundred uh, turn demo. All right. We're over with That's that. What- yeah, I was going to say, uh, let's move on to what we just, yeah, well, we just talked about. There, there's an Indian colony in, in humankind, so it's oh, there you go. tangentially okay. related, I'm sure. Tan, tantrically tantrically related, related, I'm sure. Does it sell NFTs? It's amazing Jet how we nail this every time, and it's Tan- never... Tentacles. <laughs> how core never misses. It's just a, it's just a series of hits. Oh, yeah, it's 100% over. headshots the whole match. That's what we yeah. do here on core. All right, uh... The Game Awards are coming up. And by the way, that's exciting for a couple of reasons. One, it's kind of a fun thing to see who wins stuff. But mainly for me, it's like a bunch of announcements that uh, don't come out in other places. And that's become that's that's grown, you know, for years now where that that show gets more and more announcements. I do wonder, though, in the shroud of uh, all these delays and a lot of stuff just sort of in the works, if we'll see as many announcements. But Jeff Keeley on Twitter claims there's a ton of stuff that we don't know about yet that's getting announced. So, yeah. so we'll find Maybe out. Maybe they can start a second show called the Delay Awards. Yeah, yeah, there you go. What what game that isn't coming out anymore were we excited about and now sad about? Yeah, Tantric think, Awards is what they're called. <laughs> I think that the announcements, that's what I get excited about too. Um, but that's what I was would be excited about anyway, because I don't particularly care that much about awards. Yeah. But I, I do think it's like it's the coolest part. And I think it's also the problem because it's certainly the game awards are getting a lot of criticism this year for being very commercial, for being very, you know, it, it kind of ha- crops up every year. Um, and I think there's evidence to it. It's gotten a lot of criticism for certain games not being there that, you know, people felt should be uh, definitely there. And you know, some games featured very prominently that maybe uh, have interests that, uh, I don't know. You There's nothing there that's so open and shut that you go, oh, Game Awards is friggin' corrupt as shit. But there's a lot of like, hmm. 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 It's corrupt? Not corrupt. Hmm. It, it, I not know corrupt, what John's saying. Uh, you're, John's not wrong. Corrupt was, is too strong. It's, it's a market. It's a big marketing show. Basically. Yes, there you go. Well said. Yeah, it's not. We're not talking about the purity of evaluating a game on critical merits, right? The way you know my nerd brain wants to. Have we evaluated this on twelve vectors of excellence? You know, it's like it's just like you know who sold the most. But the good, the the, the, the reason it's not that. that controversial of a statement is because that's really all the Oscars are. That's really all the Emmys yeah. are. Like at the yeah. end of the day, it's yeah, all guess marketing. What? It's an award so. show like all the others. Then. Yeah. By the way, th- there's a joke in there somewhere, but all these delays is like tantric marketing or something yeah. like that, right? Like yeah. all these games are like not coming out yet, not coming out yet. So we're in this middle peak, by the way. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. just I just needed to we're share like that. Ta- we're like this. Chat room called them. Always that way with video games. Chat room called it edging. And I don't. I've never heard that before. Edging. That's what I yeah, said. It was. You never heard of edging. Oh, I didn't before. hear you say it. What does edging mean? Someone tell it me. Means you get right up to the moment and then you stop. Oh, I. And then it's like it's like standing on the edge of a cliff, but not jumping off. Right. Okay. All right. I thought it was like <laughs> my experience like you, with edging is like one of these <laughs> chore core games where I'm like cutting. And it's grass like or walking whatever. to the edge and then looking to, and then walking back and then walking back to the edge of the cliff and then walking back. Chat room, don't say edging. boomer moment. Say Gen X moment. I've never boomer. I'm not a boomer. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like in it's like in House Flippers, Scott. You've done all the things they've asked you to do, and there's one smudge left on the window, and then you just close the game instead of playing. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say like some people don't have time for edging, man. Like not everyone doesn't have to know everything all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have heard of soaking, though, because soaking's big at BYU, Brigham Young University here in Utah. Uh, Wait. OK, this is news. What is soaking? Whoa. You want to hear about soaking? Here it is. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. What I'll is tell you soaking? what I know. What I want to hear how Scott's going to describe soaking. Yeah, that's, that's, a, what that's I the important hear. part. Yeah, I see. I don't know soaking. I know edging. Don't know soaking. <laughs> All right. Here's soaking. This is how we come together and exchange knowledge. In a, in a way, course, what's funny is I, from what you described, it sounds like edging and soaking are, are siblings. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there's more There's more thrust in edging. Soaking is more often. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's what happens. Here's what goes on. So at a, univer- a private university run by a religious organization, that would be Brigham Young University. You could look at other like Catholic schools, things like that. Similar, similar oh. deal. So they have codes of conduct and all of that. And codes of conduct can range from everything from you can't have beards on campus to, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else there is. But usually there's some kind of like you can't have premarital or non-married sex with somebody else is one of the rules okay. at BYU. Okay. And so what happens, there's two things that actually happen there that that people use to get around these rules. And most of it's just trying to convince themselves. It drives me crazy. But basically it's this. Uh, students will, they, they believe that if you just put your, if you just send Pedro <laughs> down to Virginia and let him sit there, yeah, not like moving. he turned onto a back street by accident going, yeah. how did I get here? Yeah, yeah, so you just put, so so I'm just going to say this so all the kids at home aren't all offended, but you put, you send Pedro down to Virginia, you get, you get <laughs> yeah. the reference, right? Penis into the vagina is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, and we got uh, the reference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, just making sure you got it. And then you're supposed to just hold it there and never move. And that, that and that's called soaking AKA you haven't actually had sex, AKA you can tell your advisor, counselor, bishop, whoever that no, no, we, we didn't have sex. And, and they, they believe that you get one free trip in and one free trip out before anything counts against. You. Yes. You get a, you get a free sample like Sam's club. Yep. That's oh. not a meal. Yeah. That's just, so we're we're not, we're not playing fiddle here. No, no. <laughs> right, accidents we're, happen. We're, you know, sometimes things just oh, it's a, it's go a, where so they soaking go. is a whoopsie thing. Like, oops, no, nope. soaking is the oh, the act of just hanging out in there and not moving. That's, you can be in there as long as you want. Uh, you just can't leave and come back again. Yeah, because you're so you're soaking in it. Jeez, oh, it all sounds <laughs> bad. Okay, so then there's that. And then there's one other thing they do. This one cracks me up because it takes so much effort and so much somersault. I didn't know that was soaking. Thank you for educating. You betcha, you betcha. <laughs> Here's the other one that just totally blows my mind because it's so much expense and time, and I just don't know why it's worth it for people. But here's a lot of the things they'll do. They will literally on a like a, a spring break or some kind of break from school weekend, whatever, they hop in a car or a plane, they go to Las Vegas, they get married in one of those little white chapels on the strip. So now they're officially married and they go have nothing but just like, you know, whatever the opposite of, of tantric is. They do that all weekend. Uh-huh. And then on their way out, they get, which is very easy to do in Nevada, you get annulled, you get an annulment and then you go back. And so now you can say legally you've never had sex outside of marriage, even though you never intended really to marry that person. You don't love them. It's none of the normal 
connective tissue. What do they tissue. call that one? That one's just, I don't know if there's a name. There probably is, uh, and I don't know it. I don't weekend know. wanking or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> weekend wanking. I forgot weekend it was. No, it is like that. It's like weekend, oh, what is it? Ah, it's something like Tempramony or, or it's something like that. Tempramony is pretty it's good. It's not bad, but I don't think that's it. It's something like that. And I don't know what Tempramony means. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's just people doing oh, better than lost like stuff. temp and matrimony. Yeah, maybe. temp yeah, and matrimony. Yeah. So there, I think there's the, I think there's quickage. just this, it's like this weird, like. It's a, it's, it's a marriage speed run, right? It's like, I'm. Yeah. we've never had sex. Well, you did well, it in no, the, we haven't. We did it in the pooper that one time. No, I don't mean you. I don't mean you. <laughs> I had a brain thing. I just I responded. But yeah, like if you do butt, okay, there. Sydney just says it. You do butt stuff in the South, and you can claim you're still a virgin. Yeah, I've heard the butt stuff argument. That's for sure. Yeah, which doesn't. It, it's ridiculous. Like it is. You know, ridiculous of course, you had sex. You've in theory, it. most of these people are doing this for religious reasons, right? Like That's most correct. of the time, by and large. I just want everybody to take a moment and imagine you're sitting in front of not just your dad, but like the Uber <laughs> dad or mom, whatever. You're yeah. sitting in front of God, right? The Uber yeah. dad. And, and <laughs> like getting, we're getting Nishian here. The CEO and, and, of Uber. Yeah. And God's God. like, hey, uh, we got to go over the things you did wrong. And you're like, well, I didn't have premarital sex. And God's like, okay, let me get this straight. You think it's okay that you went to Las Vegas, <laughs> got married, uh. boned like young rabbits, got the marriage annulled yep. on a technicality, and you think I'm going to just go, oops, you got me. Yeah, you got me. I guess oh, you're I'm in. a man. I guess you're in. Come on. I in. can create a whole world, but I can't create an ironclad system that you couldn't find a loophole through. Yeah. Whoops. Not only that, imagine it this way. This is even worse. You go up to you, you go up to some sort of presentation and out walks, since this is almost always the connection, out walks Jesus himself. All right. Uh-huh. Beautifully robed, you know, <laughs> beards perfect. It's oiled and just looking like the, the dude we're all waiting for, right, walks out and goes, okay, tell me about uh, uh, your deal. Are you, are you a virgin? And then the kid who soaked on the weekend goes, um, yeah, I, I totally am. And then, and then and Jesus goes, well, what about that one time? Well, I didn't move it, so it counts, right? Like, who, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my we, and this was on what? No, I'm saying it. that's a that that didn't oh, happen. Hypothetical. Okay. Yeah, this hypothetical. is when Scott talked to Jesus. Yeah, this. Time. Okay. <laughs> I just I thought I missed something. Maybe it was on Beavis and Butthead or something like that. That time okay. Scott talked to Jesus. Oh, that's right. You started this with Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. with the oil right. beard and everything. I was hoping you'd remember humankind, that everyone. Humankind. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, moving on. Cyberpunk 2077 is somehow <laughs> nominated for two game awards. I think this article by PC Gamer is a little unfair to cyberpunk. And I can't believe I'm going to say that because I'm certainly pretty critical of cyberpunk. Mm. But it it got nominated for two. I think you could certainly raise an eyebrow at one of them. But one of the things it got was uh, I'm looking for the exact award um, that it was nominated. Best score and music. The score and music weren't buggy. 
Yeah, they the were score fine. and music didn't promise to be one thing and end up being something else. They're like, good. why are we going to be like, I can't believe that a game that had all these bugs and didn't run well got nominated for best score in music. Who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it was fine. Now, it was also nominated for best role playing game. And you can say maybe it didn't deserve that because not a lot of people got to play that game mm-hmm. that uh, wanted to. But that one's a bit debatable. But writing an entire article about somehow cyberpunk got nominated for two game awards yeah one of them makes perfect sense to me it's fine it's not gonna win it won't like, yeah, if it wins this whole win. this whole affair is corrupt well maybe like, but the, the I, I, to john's point i do think pc gamers you know as the british would say taking the piss here they're like being a little too i mean i don't know oh, i yeah. hate this kind of journalism anyway but they're but yeah be upfront sure. about it they're not gonna win best role-playing game my guess is they give Tales that one to either Scarlet Nexus or Tales of Arise. And I keep hearing Tales of Arise is awesome and I should play it. Why is that? Why do people keep saying that to me? What's I think on? probably it's in a genre you wouldn't normally play, but it's best in class. Like JRPG. I, I don't really know much about the gameplay style, but then it doesn't look like it appeals to me, but it looks graphically super cool. Yeah, it and, seems you know, neat. Yeah. Seems neat, but it is weird to see the only Western, you know, quote unquote Western st- style RPG in there is Cyberpunk, and I'm not even sure I'd call that game more cyber or more uh, RPG or, or more open world action. Or I, don't I mean, know Shin Megami Tensei might be really good. I saw it on the Nintendo Switch store, but I don't really know anything yeah. about it. So. Monster Hunter Rise is I know popular, but I don't. I didn't know it was very. The only uh, ones I, the only one I know about thoroughly is Cyberpunk 2077, and I don't think it should win. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like. It's really good, but they did the RPG-ness of it. Yeah. Um, was really not well done. They're also not including, you know, like, they're just not including a ton of games in that category. There's like five of these. They're all JRPGs, and that's fine. It's just they're console games. They ignored, there's, I don't know, maybe a hundred PC games that probably ought to at least be looked at here. I don't know. Deserves so, to be nominated. Yeah. yeah. Kind of bummed me out a little bit. Um, anyway. Let's look at the the top categories here real quick. Game of the year will be uh, the nominees are Deathloop. Uh, it takes two, which is now on Game Pass. I need to play it. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village are all on there. Um, Village would win if it didn't have that guy with the with the trunks trying to sell me the shit and make food. If, he's, if he wasn't there, everything would be fine. <laughs> you just don't like him. He's fine. The Duke is fine, whatever. Who am I, who am I to say? The Duke. The Duke. I'm going to make you some food. <laughs> the freaking Duke. I saw the scariest mod for that game. Somebody made it so that everybody's facial movements were not altered. They were just enhanced or exaggerated. So if if Lady Death Poop or whatever, what's her name? Uh, Demiscue. Demiscue, whatever. Death poop. Lady Dorito. Yeah, Lady Dorito. When she smiles, they just, the mod makes her smile go further and bigger than it would have, but in the same shape, it's just exaggerated, right? That's crazy. It's crazy. And the Duke is legit freaky with his, with his faces. Anyway. I see uh I see the chat room saying this and I I think it's uh I think it's worth mentioning um because a lot of people are saying Forza Horizon 5 should be on there and uh this was one of the things that that people call the little controversy on because if you're going by pure metacritic reviews Forza Horizon 5 is one of the best reviewed games of the year seems like an open shot should be in the yeah. list of nominees for game of the year um the story is that it was eligible 
but that the date for submission for judges was actually prior to the game's official release. So very unlikely that any judges had actually played it. Um, even though they're still considering it eligible. So hmm. it, it's an unfortunate victim of its release date status. I think that, you know, you can get into the nitty gritty on what that means, how it should work. You know, does this mean that it should be eligible next year? Like, that's a whole bunch of weeds you can get into. But for anybody going, hey, Forza Horizon 5 should be on here. That's the reason it isn't. It 100% should Jeff be. It really should hmm. be just from a, I mean, it, whatever it's one of the best games i've played this year so why it's not on there i don't know i mean other than what you just described it makes sense i but the thing is most most award shows of any other kind of entertainment they do it the following year uh, or after a year of stuff has Mm -hmm. happened this one just pokes in the middle not in the middle but toward the end and says hey if you're not out yet tough shit sorry halo infinite sorry uh whatever else you're not qualified to be in this year's thing and then the next year i don't think they carry over and that's that's maybe a bummer but but then again, like John said and Bo sort of said, and I think I agree with, like maybe we don't care about the awards, you know. I care about the yeah, announcements. Just an excuse to watch trailers, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, let's see. I did want to look at which one was it? Best indie. I think I agree with this. Although 12 minutes reviewed terribly, I don't know why it's on this list, but whatever. Uh, Death Death's Door. That's an awesome game. Thumbs up for that. I agree. That should be it. In fact, it probably will win. Inscription. What about inscription? Inscription, also awesome. Loop Hero. I played so much Loop Hero this year. Yeah. I mean, I want to see really Loop Hero win it. I, I know Death Star, I can tell by looking at it and hearing is good. Inscription, I still haven't dug into yet. Thanks to Grot for gifting it, but I just haven't played it. That was nice. Um, but Loop Hero is really good. Yeah, it's very well, good. Loop Hero is always going to be a special game for me because that was my taking care of a newborn baby game because it was so easy to just let it play while I was, you know, yeah. holding him or feeding him and stuff like that. So that's that game's going to be a sentimental like game tied to me forever. Look at these guys. You can do a lot with a little, I think. That's what is true. it like yeah. a 20 Plus, meg download or something like that? Like it's impressive. Yeah, it really is. Plus they um this is impressive. Devolver Digital is what three of these four, three of these five slot slots. I mean, they dominate right now in indie stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. I'll tell you one I found surprising in its absence, even though it isn't what I would have given the award to. But for best ongoing game, mm. you have Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. I was surprised to not see uh, No Man's Sky on there. Because I feel like that's the game that if you look over this past year, it feels like every couple of months we talked about No Man's Sky again because they were doing something crazy and cool in that game. Yeah. Uh, which to me is the very definition of an ongoing game. And I'm a little surprised to not see it uh, on there. But again, it's in I, best I, community I, support. Mm-hmm. It will shock no one to know that I would probably give it to Final Fantasy. 14. Yeah, big shock. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, there, there's a, a content or this is interesting. They've, they've, they've gone ahead and decided to do content creator of the year again. I hate that category. Even if I want it, I'd hate it. I think I kind of hate the term content creator. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, it's yeah. very bland and vague, but I saw like, this part where it's best esports game category and it says presented by Grubhub. And for a hot second, I thought they were talking about grubby. And I thought, that's oh, yeah. great. Get Grubby out there. He'd do a great job. And then I went, oh, no, it's the food <laughs> delivery 
Thing. Oh, Grubhub. Grubhub. Yeah, Grubhub. It's not uh, I think Grubby should be the one doing it. I do too. Grubby's my favorite of those dudes. I think he's great. Um, all right. Well, there's that story. And uh, there you have it. Star Citizen now has $400 million, everybody. The game that will never come out has all your money. It's almost a decade of development. $400 million. Um, They're just going to start their own country and maybe space program. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. They could. They got a ways to go, but they're they're heading that way. It's a lot of money. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's not a lot of money in some circles, but in gaming circles, that's a lot of money. It's perhaps the, you know, like a major studio on a major platform. That's maybe what they would spend for their big giant game uh, anyway. So maybe they just finally reached AAA money status and now we'll get a game out of it. I don't know. That would I mean, be the cool win is if, if we got a game out of it at some point. That'd be real neat. Yeah. And hold your all you people who have invested in it and bought ships and all that. Hold your emails. I know there's a bunch of you who are really loving it and loving whatever it is you're getting. I just mean, can we, I want to go to Steam or Epic or even a website and say, download this video game and pay us this much money to play it. It's not happening. There's a Wikipedia page that lists of most expensive video games to develop. Who knows how accurate, but it's the highest on this list. Wouldn't surprise me. Total cost, $320 million plus. Cyberpunk was second at $316 million. Oof, geez, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Call of Duty, <laughs> Modern Proof Warfare 2. you too. can't just throw money at your problems and make them go away. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's what we know, so who knows how accurate. But, like, Final Fantasy VII is fourth on this list. That game was made in 1997. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that was 40 to $45 million. I mean, is it really costing hundreds of millions to make video games? Like, call of duties and stuff i, I just feel like definitely tens of millions but yeah well the call 400 of duty, million seems like quite a lot to make a video the game. call of duty case is never you know it's not like every year they go from scratch they have engines they keep using they keep modifying stuff they you know they have a pipeline you know yeah. it's, it's i mean meant to be i'm sure it's not cheap i just i mean i don't know if we have ballpark figures on the average per, we know about movies their costs and how much they end up making yeah and, I find it surprising we don't have a sense of whether this seems really expensive to me. Yeah, it's a lot. Although it's over 10 years, but hey, still feels like a scam or something. I hope it's not a scam, but maybe put your game out and let me play it and not not in this other weird way of like buy a ship 20 years earlier and then maybe you'll like it. I don't want to do that. I just want to play your effing game. Yeah, I've seen people rationalize it as like, well, you know, I get to be part of the development process and so it's interesting and. And I guess if that's what you're doing, that's great. Yeah. Gray Matter says like, you can't go can... down, download the game and play it, to be fair. Well, not really, though. It's not a finished game. Like, if it was, this it would is be. The, this is the argument everybody makes. every Because I always get on this show and say Star Citizen isn't a real game. And I always get people following up and go, you can download it and play it right now. You can watch footage of people playing it. And I'm so sick of explaining why I don't think that's true and feeling like, they're just telling me, well, he just doesn't understand. And me just saying they just don't understand. So I'm just going to say my new answer is, no, you can't. You can't go, you can't go download it. <laughs> and yeah. until someone proves me wrong, uh, no, you can't. That's I right. mean, you can, though. You can, nah, but you, you can't. can't. <laughs> I mean, you can in this other reality of, of like how you want to get a piece of content, but not in the regular one. Like, I don't even mean it has to be on something like Steam or, uh, you know, a PlayStation or something. Just whatever you, you look they could they could have launched something and ca- like no man's sky is showing you that you can or elite dangerous even you can launch something and continue working on it like 
They yeah. could have just launched some base package. They could have. And they And they kind of have for their big supporters. But then again, I don't know. I did play it for that one weekend where they had like a free weekend or whatever. It was like really buggy and terrible. I don't know where it is now. But that single player yeah, thing, those all actors the footage are all I've die. seen of people playing it has uh, not been the the most exciting thing in the entire world. Yeah, uh, from a technical aspect, from a performance aspect, from a what I'm seeing on screen aspect. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe this way has been better for their PR to do it this way instead of like No Man's Sky coming out kind of busted on day one, but then making it right. And then over, and they've they've well paid paid back everybody for their whatever their sin was, their original sin was. Um, maybe that's less. Maybe doing it the way Star Citizen's doing it is less of a problem. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't. Just, explain. just release Squadron Forty Two. Like I mean, hmm. I don't know. Just- yeah, all those actors are gonna be dead by the time this thing's out. <laughs> it's gonna be the only way you can see Gary Oldman. Yeah. Yeah, go get Star Citizen. <laughs> his latest, his latest work. His latest. Uh, Fifteen you know. years after he died, it finally came out. Yeah, Mark Hamill gone. All those people are in it. I mean, they're not dead yet. Don't everyone freak out at me. All right, moving no. on. Uh, let's get to uh, our dear Martha Amazon review. That's right. We like to do these on the show, and uh, usually it's Steam. Sometimes it's Amazon. Doesn't matter because they're game reviews, and we do it in the stylings of of uh you know an 1800s dear martha letter home from the war and we're going to do that again today so here it goes uh this is for madden nfl 22 enjoy my dearest martha i present to you now my review for madden nfl 22 martha scores get wiped out in franchise mode Slash, if EA don't patch soon, I will have to return for refund. Game is unplayable. (laughs) Oh, hold on. (laughs) It's cut off. Hold on. Game is unplayable. One out of five stars. EA has patched and fixed problem, so I'm changing my review from one to four stars. Four out of five stars. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next. Shadow Chuck. Wow. I didn't mean to play that yet. Uh, thank you, Shadow <laughs> Chuck. That was the wrong thing right there. Uh, that was awesome. Well done. But I really did mean to play that. It's time for us to talk about the games we played. And it's been a couple of weeks, so I haven't had a chance to do this. But I've gotten completely obsessed and in over my head with Halo Infinite Multiplayer. It's really good. Now, some of you might say, well, it just feels like I'm playing Halo again. Exactly. You are playing Halo again, and Halo had one of the best multiplayer loops of gameplay in the history of the medium. And I'm here to tell you that that thing launched super clean uh, early. They surprised everybody with it, with their 20-year anniversary stuff. It wasn't supposed to be out yet. It's free to play everywhere. That means if you're not on Game Pass, fine, play it on Steam. It's a free-to-play game. It's their answer to Warzone, to Fortnite, to whatever. This is Halo Infinite multiplayer is is a standalone product that runs independent of the of the campaign and the main game that we're all getting in December. Um, and it's very, very good. 
there's a lot of stuff you might argue is missing. Some of the modes that people love from past games and some of those other things. They're adding a lot of things. Most of those things are being added into the game. It's going to take a little bit of time, but it was a, I had a lag free day one experience, packed servers, tons of people to play with, no issues, nothing but fun. The 24 player, uh, what do they call them? Big war, big fight. I always forget what they call it. Anyway, it's a big team play thing where you got 12 on 12 vehicles, outdoor stuff, all that. I haven't had that kind of fun since, honestly, the last time I played Halo multiplayer. Before that, it was like Unreal Tournament was my jam in that regard. It's it's a return to form in a way that I didn't expect to be as good as it is, and I love it. So if you have Game Pass, or even if you don't, if you've got Steam, if you've got everything, I guess, but a PlayStation... <laughs> um. You can play it, and it's great. Cool. Big battle mode, that's what it's called. It's very, I, very good. I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played a lot. I've only played a couple <clears> matches, <throat> um, but I'm. it looks great. It plays great. Um, it feels like Halo, which it should. I, I'd say maybe the only things that, that I'm a little down on right now, and I get why they're doing it. So here's the thing. like I'm of two minds. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, we're doing this and we have really, really good reasons for it. And I go, okay, I understand, but maybe I don't feel great about it. Yeah. Um, you go into the customize. You know, Halo's always been big about customizing your Spartan and, and all of that. And it just felt like everything I went to do and customize to get my guy to look, you know, the way I wanted them to was uh, locked mm. behind something. You know, this is locked. This is locked. Got to unlock this. Got to unlock that. And, you know, this game is a, a progressive game. It's going to be ongoing. You're going to, you know, you're going to need to keep playing and unlocking things. And that's part of the charm and that's part of the fun. If you got in and just immediately had access to make the character exactly the way you wanted, you know, what are you unlocking? There's not a lot of point to it. Right. So I get it. But I just felt like, you know, yeah, I could make a, a Spartan running around in purple armor like I did in the other games, but it just felt like there was so much. And, and I thought, well, surely it'll let me do this. No, if you want this exact color scheme, that's locked behind something like you oh. can do purple. But if you wanted to do purple with this highlight, no, that's locked. If you want to do this, that's locked, too. And it just felt like a bit much. There was a certain point where I was just like, OK, you. You've locked up enough. Maybe let people do some of this stuff um, that I didn't I didn't really love that. But yeah. the gameplay side is great. It has created a loop where I want to unlock those things, which is the incentive to keep playing. So in that regard, it's good. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it just, it just felt like a lot of stuff. It's definitely battle passy. You know, it's it's one of those. Like that's what they're doing. They're they're making a free to play game that that gets the money on the skins end and all of that. Um, and so you're right about the immediate customization options are limited. They if you got in day one, they gave you some launch skin stuff and let you mess around with color and all that. But um, I went ahead and bought the eight dollar battle pass, and you pretty quickly get a, a access to way more stuff. Um, yeah. If anything, they need some balancing on that because I think the battle pass without the boost without the dollar boost is just way too slow to get anything new it's incredibly yeah. slow like i'm used to a ramp before we get to uh what does bo ding, call it ding desert the ding, ding desert, desert. Yeah. yeah i'm used to like they get you with a little incentive at the beginning where they're like 
you're level zero right now. Oh, you finished a match? Well, now you're level one and a half. What do you think yeah, of that? I you get finished a second match? A taste. Yeah. Now you're level three. What about that? You skipped all of level two and you're like, I'm so excited. I'm great at this game before it slows down. I've played several matches and I'm still level zero and a ways before level one. I'm like, oh, really? Goodness. Yeah, it <laughs> takes oh, wow. a while. A really long so, time. so real quick here, doesn't do it based on XP. I mean, it's XP, but it's not XP earned in the traditional way of, oh, I played a game, therefore I got some XP. Um, mm. It's based on a, not a, is it achievements. I forget the word like objectives. Like objectives. it's not exactly achievements, but like, like quests or something. Yeah, they've got that yeah. like daily quest thing of like perform X number of headshots to get this amount of XP. You know, do this yeah. to get this. Yeah, and if you do those, quests. you can do things at a pretty good clip. I'm up to level three, but as much playtime as I've put in in a game like Call of Duty, I'd probably be level twenty four or something. So the, the 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 level stuff is it's a relative change. Um, I think they need to give people some baseline XP for just playing. Um, yeah, especially because I think trying to complete challenges can affect gameplay. Like right. I'm not completing a ton of challenges because my goal is to make us the winning team, which we've been every single time. So I'm clearly doing an awesome job and an amazing player, but uh, the I'm not getting anything for it because I'm not trying to teabag 18 people in the middle of the match. Oh, I'm by the way, fun, fun fact, ball. fun fact about teabagging. I'm glad you brought that up. The game yeah. won't let you. Literally, you cannot teabag. Now, you can squat and, and you can kneel or whatever, uh, like always in these games. But when you are standing over the body of your slain, you can't teabag them. It stops you oh, from doing it. come on. Now, hold on a second. I'm going to argue this is good because the the I think that takes away a serious point of toxicity in this game. Where people are like, ah, you noob, I'm going to sit over your face and act like I'm putting my balls in your mouth. I think taking that out of the game is a benefit to the game, to the community uh, of the game. I, that's a, that's a, a pour one out for teabagging. I, here's <laughs> going to be my controversial take, I guess. I think I, I understand why it would get removed, yeah. why it would be seen as a negative thing. Yeah. I think players are always going to want to say or do something to show that they they did a good job. Yeah. Video <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think you buy that it? removing teabagging encourages perhaps Did, worse. Wait, I think wait, there wait, are wait, worse wait, wait, things wait. than teabagging. Wait, wait, I wait. Yeah. I have to ask, though, because I don't know what the monetization options are. Can you have other sprays or emotes that you can all pay sorts for of stuff. or unlock? Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. So, so that's why teabagging is gone. They want you to get use the... Oh, it's a huge part system. of it. Sure, sure. But it's yeah, also yeah, like, it's um, also like yeah, the least... You're never going to charge for a teabag. So it's like the least... Uh, it's a toxic behavior. Teabag teabag is an internationally recognized sign of of goading, like you know, and well, that's yeah, but I mean that that I don't think that's a good thing. Like just because it's internationally recognized is a good I mean, way to in gaming. We have traditions. Some are great. Some you know less so. But like smack talking in a PvP game is part of it. You know, it's part of the experience. Mm. I'm not gonna. It's not going to keep me from playing Halo or anything. It's not the end of the world, but eh, we're. If I, just, I was there's a, a girl, limit we're rounding too many edges of ta- you know, like we got to put some sharp edges in our competitive games. And teabagging is so like the point of teabagging is it's so it's just crouching. Like imagine getting offended. The avatar just like it's a little. I know, but it's the, so the, infuriating. The, 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 imp- so the implication, low the, effort. The, the implication is a little 
I'm not going to say that it's not rapey, but it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Hey, I've sure. I'm putting my balls in the mouth of, I don't know, this female girl who's 12 years old playing this game for the first time. Okay. Fair you know enough. I mean? There's some toxic masculinity along with it. And I don't really have a leg to stand on there. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I though? mean, I just, I admit to being a juvenile male and when playing these games, you know, saying the most heinous things for, yeah. for laughs. And, and, I realize I'm 40 and probably should be more mature, but at the same time, it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like that kind of stuff still amuses me. Well, so. I get, and I may be a little, yeah. t- you know, I may be biased. My t- my 24 year old daughter, we were playing together the other day, and she was so glad. She goes, "Really? They don't do that anymore?" I said, "Oh, I'm so glad. Oh. I hate that. It's gross. Every time the implication of it is gross." And I went, "Oh, I never thought of it before because I'm a dude." Yeah. With my testicles, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, you know, us, <laughs> us, us dudes enjoy our homoeroticism of, you know, putting our testicles in each other's mouths as a rite of male passage. Like, it's totally homoerotic. Like, that's, it's like, it, what is it? Every fear hides a wish. Yeah. Right? We're all supposed to hate doing it, but secretly we want to mm, eat those testicles, you know? Like, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's not the act of teabagging that's a problem. I think it's the repression uh, of, I, it, of the way we uh, treat it. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, again, I think it's fine as long as that doesn't then. I mean, I don't. I turn it off all by default, so I don't know what the chat options are like in this game. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. As long as it doesn't turn into people just writing and like saying incredibly awful things because we removed the most base level sure. uh, way to pump your fist like you know that's fine yeah yeah so well it's i all i can tell you is this it doesn't the pace of the game kind of makes it irrelevant because it's really fun fast and crazy there's not a lot of time to gloat like you if you take the time to do it you're probably dead you're probably gonna get at least in anyway. the matches i've played because yeah. it's usually like a lot of the battles are like heroes battles where both teams just run into each other. And it's like, okay, well, who's going to be the last person standing in this group of people that just all ran in. Yeah. But, yeah. But the way I, the way I see it is, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a way for them to do two things at once. I didn't think about the other win for them that Bo mentioned, which is they're going to charge for emotes. So of course they don't want to give you a, the free international language of teabagging in the game but, but also right, like- <laughs> uh, but also uh, t- on top of that i do think that it does say something about the more um mainstream nature of games these days it's not all just you know prepubescent boys being dorks i think it's more than that and it's one little thing to do to say look maybe now don't pretend like you're humping somebody's face when you win you know <laughs> And I think that's fine. It's not perfect, but it's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's yeah. just, you know, yeah. It's, it's fun, though. That game is fun as shit, and I'm going to keep playing it, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm more excited about that that campaign than ever, Um, not even because this, you know, this doesn't say anything about narrative at all, but what it tells me is there's technical proficiency here. That extra year did buy them polish time. Um, I think it shows in, in just the multiplayer modes alone. I'm very excited about that story and about the grappling hook in particular. That thing's really fun. Um, I just think Halo might be back in a way that's significant this time and one that would, you know, really challenge things like Call of Duty, which which has had such a stranglehold on popular shooters that this could actually come back and say, hey, remember us? Remember when we were top of the thing? Maybe we'll do that again and do it at a time where Call of Duty is actually kind of sucking, 
right now. Yeah, so. I'm excited for it. And I'm I'm glad to see a lot of people playing it, it seems like. And it seems like the kind of thing, you know, that I would kind of dive deep in as far as like a multiplayer shooter. Like it it plays the way I want it to. The only thing I have to get used to is is I've said that Halo has kind of always stayed like an evergreen area for me for playing uh, multiplayer. I can always kind of dip back into it Mm -hmm. and uh do okay but switching from controller to mouse and keyboard has been a real like learning i was gonna ask you where you're playing it i'm playing it on mostly the xbox i have it on both and it's playing great on my series x i actually think i prefer it on the couch uh even though i know i'm not getting you know mouse and keyboard give you so much more control over precision and everything but I really like the feel of it with the controller, but I think it's okay on keyboard. I mean, how? how oh yeah, I think it plays great. I just, it's you get into it and it, it feels familiar, and I mean that's good. That's how it should feel. But that familiarity for me is with a controller. I like I'm, and you can do controller on the on the computer as well. Like there are PC controls for it, obviously. Uh, I do think they did a patch because on the first day that I played it, uh, I could not map things to my side mouse buttons, uh, but I could when I played more matches today. Oh, interesting. So that I'm- was a big deal for me because I, I definitely prefer to have things mapped elsewhere than just the keyboard, um, but that is working now. So I don't know if that was a one-off from my yeah, first attempt to play it or or what but it's working fine yeah I, w- I was able to get it my side button for my grenades is what i use that for and it, it that worked for me day one but maybe there was something mm. weird going on um the uh was i gonna say the game duh, but, but i forgot it's good uh, that's all i'm saying is it's good i think we in particular the three of us would have a ball in some like just go for it matches i think it would be really fun there's almost like a not a MOBA quality, but there's a there's a pace to it that I just forgot how much I liked it. And yeah. It's been yeah, years. I mean, I yeah, I should download and check it out for sure. Yeah, you should give it a shot. See what you think. Um, I you like can, me some Halo. Yeah, you can dip back into Halo. You just can't dip your nuts into anyone's mouth in it anymore. No, that's, that's good fine. advice in general. <laughs> Keep your nuts out of out of my mouth, I guess. Well, if um, it's covered in Nutella, is that okay? Oh, it's totally fine. Yeah. Never mind. Let's let's move on. No Nutella. Mm. Nutella. Uh, all right. What else? Forza, uh, Forza Five or Forza Horizon Five? Uh, we've mentioned a couple of times, and since we missed a week, it, it, it feels not like old news, but it's been out for a bit now. But I think that game is incredible. I think Microsoft's having a hell of a month um, with these two games alone. But I think Forza Five, while in a lot of cases or in a lot of ways you could say, well, it's a lot like four. Well, yes, it is. I think the best parts of four are here. Um, I think the setting really sets it apart. Having it be in Mexico just feels like an amazing playground for the kind of game these Horizon games are. And I think that they've gotten better at having fun activities versus grindy activities. And the result is a really fun racing game to the point that I think I'm just going to call it my favorite racing game. I like it better than mm. than Burnout Paradise as a game oh, that I, I love a lot. That's, that's um, big. And I think I think this just supplants it. Just finally somebody got it right enough to, for me to say, well, this is as good as that was ever was. Um, I really like Forza 5 a lot. Uh, John, you've been playing that a bit? I haven't gotten back into it yet. Um, but I, I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying i can't go so bold because i just haven't played it enough but 
for the time that I have played it, the sense of speed, the ease of driving, you know, like the kind of friendly nature of the game, you know, not taking itself too seriously, uh, being able to rewind and just go, you know what, I don't want to start a whole race over because I messed up one turn, like, and that's not how it should work, like... That stuff is just really cool, and it's just very welcoming. And even though, uh, aesthetically speaking, there is a lot of desert, uh, which is not my favorite aesthetic, because mm-hmm. um, it, it is right outside. You know, it feels very familiar. Um, the game is beautiful, and it just looks really great, and and you can certainly get away from that. It's not all desert. Yeah. Um, it's just a it's just a very cool game, and everything works the way it feels like it should. Yeah. It really does. If I had any complaint, it would just be what dialogue there is and what story around the events you have with your character and stuff. They're as cheesy as ever and just kind of like, yay, yo, you're coming down here to race it. You know, it's just a lot of that. And that's fine. That stuff's always bad. Burnout Paradise is DJ. For some, this is sacrosanct, but those those are also bad. That's just DJ bad. Atomica coming at you. Yeah, we that got stuff a sucks. guy driving crazy in the city. Oh man! And you can turn it's right up there with the big. And here comes our star racer. Yeah, yeah, John. Like yeah, I don't like it. Oh, there is a lot of that. And you're right about the name. They call you by name. the The computer, sorry, the the console slash computer wherever you're playing it is saying, Scott, you need to check out this new race. I thought. There was a character in the game named Scott, and I just was lucky to have the same name. But no, it knows your name and says your name. Uh, Says John, says Scott, says whatever. It's really weird. It's just a cool game. It has all kinds of cool stuff. My favorite moment had to be when I was racing, very tight race, and I got a little bump behind on a turn, and I really didn't want to lose, and I noticed that it's freaking Garrett's Drivatar. That bastard Garrett. (laughs) And it yeah. says his name oh. right over the car. Now, it's not him live. You can do live racing, but it's just for this race, they're all AI, but one of them is based on Garrett. And because he, he's mm. a, of my friends list, and there he is driving. Pissed me off, made me steer into the turn wrong, end up in the weeds. You can rewind, which is cool, kind of like the old dirt games. So if you screw up real bad, you can kind of fix yourself. Um, and you can get as simmy as you want or as arcadey as you want. It's a, just a cool package. I really like it a lot. That game's right. Yeah, there were a few moments, uh, probably not anymore, because I know you've put so much more time into it than me. But when I was exploring and it was, you know, telling me like, hey, you've explored this much. Scott has explored this much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look at look at me catching up on Scott's exploration here. Oh, mm-hmm. this is pretty good. Yeah, I, I like a lot of that. I like the the kind of friend connections that it makes and it, you know, it's a system that feeds into itself. It makes you want to add everybody to your friends list and just kind of be in there. Even if it's not direct playing with each other, you still feel connected in a, in a good way. It's very nice. There's also a battle Royale mode. I guess there wasn't four, but I didn't know about it. I never played it. Um, but I played one in this one and it is weird. You literally, it's in the multiplayer. You have to, you know, you have to purposely go there to do this mode, but you start out with, I think it's 45 other racers. I don't think it's a hundred. I'm not sure. Um, in a big giant area, big desert area. Uh, I think there's multiple maps. Anyway, you it's it's like a battle royale. The thing's slowly closing in after certain time intervals and all that stuff, all that thing you're used to. But the way you win is you start out in a shitty Volkswagen bug with nothing. And you drive around and find better cars. So like, here's an RX-7. Okay, cool. That's an upgrade. Ooh, look around the corner. It's a Maserati, whatever. Now you got an even better car. 
Because the goal is eventually you're going to run into one of those guys. And when you do, you have to race each other. The loser of that race is out. So you're just trying to constantly win races and have a better car doing it. And you swap cars immediately. You see a car, you hit it, and you jump in it, and you're on your way. Um, That was a lot more fun than I expected. I thought it'd be a dumb throwaway mode, and it was actually pretty fun. So it's a hell of a package. It's a really cool game. And um, you know, I don't even think you have to be much of a racing fan to enjoy most of it because it's it's just some of it's just goofball. Like hit all the, you know what I loved in like Paradise, you had to hit all those uh, billboards uh, and they were hard to find sometimes or tricky to get to. The jumps were too high or whatever. This thing's full of those, tons of that. And four didn't have that that I remember. Or at least not as much, but this thing has a bunch of those kinds of things. Some of them are, seem impossible, but when you get it, it feels really good. And the cars are really hot, and the graphics are insane. That that game's beautiful. Is the other thing, um, and I can't tell the difference. There's a performance mode and a and a, a quality mode on the on the console and PC. Do whatever your card's capable of, but on there, it's like okay, well, do I want to play quality, which is all the textures at full, all the whatever, whatever all the lighting and everything. Or do I want to play performance for a better frame rate? I've played both, and I can't tell the difference between them. I think that's a good thing. You know, like I think what it tells me is that their their quality mode is just about right where the performance mode is. And it it's not like suddenly I'm unlocked at 30 frames. It's more like, oh, you know what? I might be thinking of Halo. Maybe it is 30 on the racing game. I take it back. <laughs> Halo looks good in both modes. That's what it is. Oh, um, and this game still looks good, but it's a but there but there is a little drop in quality in favor of frame rate at 4K, you know, mm. uh, UHD or uh, yeah UHD and what's the other thing uh, the uh, HDR lighting and all that stuff. Uh, regardless of what you're running in, though, beautiful game. It's great. I love Oof. it. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, what else? Oh, I'll just mention I cracked open Ruined King. Uh, the league, the league of legacy, league of legacy, the league of legends <laughs> story game from Riot, uh, yeah. which I'd forgotten even happened. They got so much weird stuff coming out these days, and uh, a friend at Riot gave it to me, and uh, I am surprised oh. how cool that game is. That game is rad. It's another one of these, you know, offshoots from League of Legends. I don't know any of these characters, so it's all new to me. Um, but it's a you traditional. Got, you got your Liam O'Brien in there. Yeah, Liam's in there. You're right. I, well, I'm not. Yeah, is Laura it, yeah, Bailey is, he, is in there. Laura's uh, in there. I, think, yeah. I believe she's the main character. She is. She's um, the pirate lady. Uh, uh, I don't know her name. I, so I, well, I want to give a special shout out because I also was gifted it to uh, Pards Bay. Mm. Uh, is the name who gifted it to me, and there was a moment I like I felt bad at first because I was like, you know, I, I kind of like you, Scott. If somebody gifts me a game. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you know, of course. I, yeah, I'm not going to have somebody spend money on me and then go, man. Oh, know. I feel called out. I'm not sorry. That wasn't meant to be a call like out. out. <laughs> I just realized though, but um, I, I, so I was like, oh man, I don't know. I had the same League of Legends bias that I had about the show I'm watching Arcane. I was like, oh. um, and I got in and, uh, was taken by a couple things. The game looks very cool. Yeah. Um, the style to it is very good. I don't know how similar it is to the show Arcane, very, but I know like very similar. it looks like the the still shots I've seen of Arcane look a lot like what I was seeing in cutscenes and stuff of this. So. Yeah, these these cutscenes like that opener with the pool and the girl and the sword and all that. That's yeah. all very Arcane. It's it's okay. Very consistent. Yeah. 
So I, I thought it looked cool. And then what I quickly discovered was this is a game right up my alley with what I've been doing uh, recently, which is playing a lot of turn-based role-playing games. And it's kind of been a, a transformative moment for me because to me, when you talk about games that Riot is making, mm-hmm. um, whether it's League of Legends or you know a, a card game or whatever, like it always feels like their goal is to... They really lean into the competitive aspect of video games and the like get good competitive, you mm-hmm. know, all of that. And as I've said a lot lately, I just don't have time for it right now. I'm just not interested in getting good at anything. I just want to play games and have fun. Yeah. And as a result, that's part of the reason why the League of Legends like universe has been closed off to me mm-hmm. is I just don't want to get into those types of games. But now they've made a game that is right up my alley that that isn't. It's like, come for the story, hang out, check this stuff out. And uh, I'm loving it so far. The animations are beautiful in combat. Like when you tell your character to do a special move and she's kicking her guns around and doing backflips and stuff like it looks really impressive. Uh, I love how it looks. I I mean, maybe the only criticisms I have, one is uh, my fault. The other is the game's. There is some weird clipping that the game does where it's like the game's very beautiful, but then your character will walk like through a table in a weird way where it's just like half the character model goes through the table and you're like, oh, that, mm. that just looked weird. That just looked broken. Mm. Um, it, it only stands out because the game by and large looks so good. Yeah, um, I agree. But then the other thing is, and I don't know how I'm going to stop this as I play this game. Literally every character I see, I go, is that a League of Legends character? <laughs> like, I can't stop doing it. Like, it doesn't matter who they are. They can show up and the subtitle can be like, Thief says, I'm going to get you. And I'm like, is that a League of yeah, Legends you character? Yeah, are you, are you a lane clearer? What are you? Yeah. I can't help it. And I, I know she is because I've played as uh, Misfortune before. Um, so I know she's a character in there. But then like somebody else shows up and they've got a cool sounding name. And I'm like, it's a League of Legends character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, I, it's a weird distraction I can't stop doing while I play the game. Yeah. It's just, I had a similar thing, except um, I, my assumption has been that everyone who is in that intro video is one. Uh, like, you know, they show the lady with the tentacle ball. Uh, I don't know her name. Uh-huh. Uh, she's Brad, and though. And the, the samurai looking dude. Yeah, the assassin looking guy and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, I assume those guys are all, you know, league league characters. They are champions in League of Champion, Legends. Yes, yes, exactly. And this is their fleshing out and their story and their whatever. Um, but what I love about it is the same thing I really like about Arcane is I didn't need to know any of it. It's just working. No, you don't need to. No, it's just working. And and this thing is a JRPG. Well, okay, the, the it's like a Western RPG mixed with a JRPG, and 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 I don't mean that in a, like a discordant way. They work really well together. The closest thing I can think of is that uh, a couple of years ago there was a game by that, uh not Wildfire. What the hell was that called? It was a really animated turn based game like this. Battle, Battle Chaser. Chasers, that's it. Nightware, Night Nightware, Nightware. Those are the same Nightwear. same devs, right? That's the same no, development team. I no, thought? different no? team. But but you wouldn't be wrong same to see it and go, oh, like very that. very similar art and stuff. Um, but it's it's a lot like that, and I really enjoyed that game a lot. Oh, it is the same Sidian studio. I didn't it's know the that same studio. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. 
yeah, is yeah, it the that's... same artist? Because it does have. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's an artist uh, associated uh, with both games. Is it I remember Joe Mad- Madura? Joe Madura. Yes, I love his art. Yeah, he's like, comic book dude. So um, he did so he, good. He also did the um, the other ones that Liam's in. He plays War. Yeah. I can't think of their Wait, names. Dark Siders. Dark Siders. Yeah. The Dark Siders Genesis. Yeah, all of them. Uh, all the Darksiders, I think, from the beginning were, were all him. So same artist. Well, he, he's Oh, like Joe, you mean? Yeah, Joe Madura yeah. did all the yeah, same art. Okay. Yeah. His style is very, very Well, that good. explains why this feels so much like that. It also, the mechanically, that lane system is a lot like uh, some other games I've played whose names I can't remember because I can't do them today. I can't remember any damn names. But uh, it's an interesting, like, initiative system. Where if you really want to do a ton of damage, it might put you behind your enemies a couple of slots. But if you do it, there's an opportunity cost. Yes, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly it. You can do less damage quickly or you can do more damage slowly or be right in the neutral. And it's it's a cool battle system. Yeah, it's real. It's really neat. Um, And just artistically, it's really pretty. It's all it's all adding to this whole like, oh my gosh, I think I like Riot Games thing, and I don't even play League. Seems po- poised for mobile as well. Oh yeah, this could mobile. be this could be on mobile. They could do it on. Um, uh, well, they are okay. So it's on PlayStation Five, Xboxes, all the Xboxes, uh, PC, and something else. Maybe that's it. I mean, I, I think there's a crap ton more of these Riot games coming as well. Yeah, the Riot this was sort of thing. I don't know if they announced this or not. It felt like a surprise release. Like, oh, here, by the way, Riot has a JRPG. Also, they have a Endless Runner, I guess, game they launched the same week. Yeah, a rhythm game called Tech Something Tech. I forgot the yeah. Tech Something. Anyway, yeah. yeah, same deal. Nine bucks is all. And that's also reviewing well. Um, just like what else is on the way <laughs> right well it makes it's me like, more excited uh, it's about like this. what they did with the warhammer series except it seems like it's a lot more hits than misses yeah. oh there is a there is another game because i think there's an echo game coming um as well yeah uh, called Con- yeah i'm just looking up called convergence and then there's a song of new new game um so there's actually two more games yeah it's part of their echo uh, forge initiative which is like their Hey, we're going to make a bunch of it's like what Blizzard what we thought Blizzard's incubator was going to be except these guys are actually making something. Yes, like so it's like it's almost like not main canon games or ma- like tentpole games, it's like the side games. Mm-hmm. Like what if World of Warcraft had a side scrolling RPG that told the story of Valyria or something like that? Yeah. Like that could have happened, right? But yeah. it didn't. So I would have played the yeah, shit out of that at the time. And and it looks like also what they're doing is they're engaging. It's not like riots making them. It would be like Blizzard contacting an indie developer and say, "Hey, make us a thrall game." And you know, yeah, and being heavily involved. I the person I talked to at Riot was super involved with the creation of this game and was there kind of yeah. every step of the way. And uh, that person also has huge um, their hooks in the new MMO they're working on. And so what that tells me is that this is probably kind of what Kingdoms of Amalur was trying to do. Yeah, of like yeah, here's our like here's our standalone, and then we'll really blow things out with a full blown MMO or whatever. And I don't know what can be gleaned from that other than this seems like a really nice first stab. I I, I really like. I mean, it. it's kind of working. Like I watched Bo play because he's spoilers. He's going to talk about some riot stuff too. I was watching Bo play a card game, and every now and then it would go to the map, 
and I would see locations that are in this RPG. And even though I hate that I know I'm being manipulated this way, I went, that's in the RPG I'm playing. I know where that is. And Mm -hmm. I got very excited about it. And that's what they needed because you say we're going to do an MMO in the League of Legends universe. And I go, young, I don't care. Dude, yeah. Whatever. Well, go watch Arcane, and you're going to know all about Piltover and Zon. Yeah. And they will become more fleshed out places. Like Arcane's very good. It's I think good. on the whole, I was right about it be, turning into a commercial for toys. It's still very good, but the first three episodes are by far way better than the rest. Oh, interesting. But, um, it's still very good. I yeah, because the first three, it wasn't like about champions. It's about kids getting a Goonies or growing up, and then you know, or Stand by Me or something. You know. It's very good. And then it's all about like, you know, I I just didn't find the others. It's beautifully animated, loved watching it, but I'm like, oh, definitely. It's definitely like not as compelling. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't feel that way toward the end. I, I, I feel like that's my favorite thing I've seen on Netflix in a while. Like I really, it's good. Really it's good. It's just a really extended video game trip. I just didn't find the story very engaging. It's, you know, like, yeah. oh, there's magic. Don't, don't, don't make magic and science together. Well, of course they're going to make magic and science together. And you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it was very just like predictable stuff. Uh, it, there wasn't, it is kind of, it's your still standard. enjoyable to watch, but I wasn't like, Oh my God, this experience. It's, it's the kind first of few episodes. I felt that way. It is your standard kind of steampunk meets magic, you know, thing, which is obviously yeah. the vibe they're going for this game's, you know, there's a lot of piracy, but a lot of, there's a robot dude you got to deal with. And you know, he's in charge of some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I'm sure he's a hero in the game in League of Legends. Once again, I'm doing what John does, and I'm like, wait, is that guy? Is that guy? Is he? A, you know, is he a jungler? Who is? Who the hell is that dude? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of working for me. And Bo, we may as well just just get into this before we get to. Uh, we'll swing to you real quick. Legends okay. of Runeterra. You've been playing that. Uh, uh, yeah. So I was watching Arcane, yeah. and then I was like. Um, Oh, I can't remember. And then I switched to Downton Abbey. So I've been watching Downton Abbey and I'm like, you know, Down- I've seen it before. So it's like a second watch through. I'm like, I like that arcane. Let's check out. It's just on my phone. I'm like looking for a mobile game to play while I watched, I guess. I was like, I got a new also, by the way, I have an Apple iPhone 11 now, oh. which is a huge upgrade over a shattered 5S. <laughs> so I- I'm actually impressed yeah. with how good gaming is on a, on a modern device. First mm. of all, like, sure. Um, not that I really wanted it, but the price was right. Uh, the game, um, games run smoothly. Anyways, I downloaded uh, Wild Rift. Yeah, because I like League, and I was like, uh, let me. I play. I played a lot of Pokemon Unite. Now I'm like, I'm sure this will be a Pokemon adjacent experience. Turns out Wild Rift is amazing. Um, like much better than Pokemon Unite, and it, they've preserved a lot of what makes League League, which I do enjoy. But the matches can be thirty to forty minutes. So the only real difference between PC League and Mobile League is that they, the matches do are 15 to 20 minutes, and the maps are a bit smaller. There's probably some itemization adjustments, but mo- most part, all the items and mechanics are one-to-one, as far as I can tell, for, you know, there's item builds, and it's all pretty much the same game, and the UI is beautiful. Like, the UI is just a web browser on your PC, but... Mm-hmm. Logging into Wild Rift on your phone is on an iPhone 11 is yeah really I like their experience. this this uh, RPG brought John and I are playing shares share a lot of that style that they use and they also use it in Runeterra yeah. I think their UI stuff is really pretty cool I like yeah it. so uh, Wild Rift has been great I think I've logged 
100 or 200 games at this point. Um, so I've been playing Wild Rift quite a bit. Um, it's League. If you know what League of Legends is, it's League, just on your phone. But yeah. it can... Contr- it controls much better than I would expect and has a lot more buttons and complexity than one would expect and is not hard to pick up. Do you feel I like playing Pokemon, Pokemon Unite prepared you for that? Like just for the, the different... For controller. sure. It, it did soften the blow. It's like Pokemon Unite was always sort of kitty in a way, you know, only two abilities and one ultimate. And it's right. kind of the games are can lack competitiveness in terms of people showing up to do Zapdos and, and, and or whatever the guy in the bottom was. Yeah. Like, you know, but there's definitely... A pretty the league being out for a long time there's a shared language as to what to do so you know i find most of all playing against and with people to be uh, a reasonably good time yeah. um so yeah it's pretty good um i highly recommend wild rift if you're looking for some league and i, I just don't want to get into the pc you want to play 40 minute games so it's like this nice middle ground it puts the switch to shame because even like the pokemon unite experience is kind of laggy mm on the switch in in some ways and it's just i mean i like the switch the hardware but it runs so much better it runs so much better on the iphone than the switch it's kind of like wow that's it's it's pretty incredible um but the big thing i want to talk about would be also in the riot category is runeterra so this came out and um i don't know it just didn't seem as popular as magic or as hearthstone but it is riot making it so i thought i'd check it out and see if this thing has the long-term I don't know, uh, life, I guess, or excitement to it. Um, and I want to say, I think it actually has married some of the gap between Hearthstone and, and magic in a really awesome way. Um, essentially it's like a faster, more action based version of these games, uh, which sort of goes in line with how fast and action paced a league of legends game can be. And, um, it does the thing that Hearthstone balked at. So one of the things it's always a mark against Hearthstone to me is that you can't do things on your opponent's turn. Yeah, like that's okay from like a ca- if you make an argument like, oh yes, this is a casual game. We want people to be able to enjoy it. Fine, but it it actually reduces tactical depth from what's already been established from previous games. And so this game actually does allow you to act on your opponent's turns and does alternating attack steps. Um. Which is great, but they do it in a way that isn't cumbersome. So this is available in the Magic Arena client, but the Magic Arena client, the design of that game is just so much more different. There's a lot more involving the stack and shenanigans, where this is very much a sort of straightforward combat thing, even though you can do stuff on the opponent's turn. So I've been playing the... Have you played this before? I have. I like it a lot. I was. I have never played it. So they have a pretty robust... It's not quite roguelike. You might have saw me play it if you were watching me, John. They have a pretty yeah. robust single-player campaign. Uh, they have their own keywords, which are analogs for everything that you would find in another card game. Like, instead of instant, they call it fast for a spell type and slow assort. Like, but it really allows you to get used to it. There's enough content here that you could be playing for months if you really enjoyed that game or enjoyed TCGs but don't want to play on a ladder or competitively. Um, it's kind of like this roguelike experience and the decks, like the way deck building works, it's like in magic, you might pick a mana type and Hearthstone, you'll pick classes here. You'll pick a champion or two, and then the, you'll be limited to the card pools of where they're from. So Piltover being a place you could be from, if you pick Jace, then you'll have Piltover cards and you'll be limited to those Piltover cards, but you can pick two champions so you can mix and match your mana bases and card bases together uh, to pr- to form lots of combos and there are a ton of champions in this game 
Um, so there's a lot of tactical depth. The other thing that's great about this game is every, I think they don't do card. I think you can get card packs, but you don't have to. Everything's all cards are unlockable. Yeah. Doing single player very content generous with in, that a, stuff. in a generous way. Like yeah. I've got like, I haven't paid a dime. I've got like 500 cards and yeah. it's like, wow. it's crazy that they're it, it, they, the way they do that. I don't, it feels like a, they almost say they don't want to make money. Not, not that they don't want to make money, but I don't feel like this is them. This isn't a game where they're like, this needs to be a giant profit center. It's more like this just needs to be a game. A bunch of well, people play. Yeah. And so if you want to buy a card, yeah. you can just buy it. Like instead of Hearthstone does packs. So if you really want this card, you got to keep buying packs or get dust. This is just like, here, give us 700 gold. We'll just give you the card you want. Like, it just sells all the cards straight up. Yeah. And, and all the, the gold versions of cards and gilded things. It has all those trappings, but it pretty much, it's removed the, because it's a digital game, the, the idea of a pack is imaginary. There's no packs. It's like a, a random assortment of JPEGs that you get unlocked. Uh, it just says, do you want this JPEG? Give us money. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. We don't, it doesn't need to be an NFT either, no. but, um, <laughs> uh, so it, it's really got a no nonsense thing and the gameplay is quite good. I haven't done any PVP. I'm still learning mechanics, but I really love this game. And I was even, I had gotten to a small Reddit conversation with uh, someone who claimed to be a world's level player of magic, the gathering and high level player in hearthstone. And his opinion was that this game was actually more competitively deep than either of those games. Hmm. He sort of cited criticisms of both magic and, and um hearthstone i like responded to him we got in a little back and forth because i felt when i played this this was more tactically deep than either of those games like this this is actually if you're into what is the most strategic and in-depth game and you take these three games and rank them this is number one um and that was it's kind of exciting because i like magic i always i always enjoyed hearthstone but hearthstone always did feel like the rng criticisms are fair about this game Mm -hmm. And the casual tag on this is fair about this game in terms of which rank is like brain bustingly difficult. Um, this game has just a lot of interesting nuance that it, the other games don't have. And so I'm really interested in it. I'm going to be playing it, I think, for a little while uh, because it's fun. And I got over the stuff I hated about it. I think the fact that the cards turn into weird rectangles is ugly. <laughs> but I got over it and I, I like it now, you yeah, know, like, like but there's too. just a lot about it. I didn't like uh, because it didn't jive with my aesthetic sense from other games. But yeah, um, the other thing that's great about this game, I just got a gush on it too, is that cards talk to each other. So if like, you know, if, if Brian's in play and then you play Julian, Julian's like, Hey, Brian, how's it going? And then Julian's like, Hey, what's up? Good to see you. Like they actually, like, they actually have, a, they don't just do lines when they come in. They actually talk to each other yeah, and it's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> it's a weird, they actually it's have a whole weird conversations. Thing. Yeah. You know, what's great is uh, I just wanted to shout it out for this real quick. The, uh, this game looks amazing on an iPad or even a phone. It's a yeah, really yeah. beautiful mobile experience. Desktop looks great as well, of course, but, um, I was surprised at how, like on an iPad pro, this is just like the prettiest thing you've ever seen. It's really nice. Yeah. And the last thing I want to gush about it, which is another shot at Blizzard and to some extent even Magic, although Magic does this, it has paid tournaments with cash prizes in the client. Yeah. Like it has these tournament events. It's like, and looking at sort of Blizzard, it, it makes me, it makes me feel justified in being upset towards their, some of the missteps they've made in terms of esports because to see Runeterra be able to do it, no problem. Uh, to not include a tournament mode or tournament options or a proper draft or anything the community asked for it really just shows me that um, 
proper esports proper esports support is not a priority that Blizzard has had, but they've done a lot to make it look like it. And I think their efforts have been half-assed uh, outside of StarCraft for the most part, like yeah. in all of their endeavors, including Hearthstone. Like, yes, I know they put a lot of production value, put a lot of gravy. They dress the pig up really well, mm-hmm. but they've been really poor about focusing on supporting tournament options uh, in a way. Like I, I log in and I see like there's a clash this weekend with top uh, 300 people who qualify for this clash will make it into the tournament with cash prizes. It's a small cash prize, but the point is the client supporting a demanded feature of some players. And I think the health of an e-sport, even if you're a casual player that the, you know, when you go play NHL on the street, it's fun to have your pro players to talk about in the NHL. Like it's just, it's it's hand and glove and fist. uh, um, Your, your professional scene, as well as the casual scene. If you do one in favor of the other, then you're probably spoiling the soup. Yeah. And so this game seems like it's, po- it's going to be the kind of game potentially in a few years that people talk about, depending on how it goes. Um, I can see it gaining in momentum, mm-hmm. I guess, but I think all this I'm stuff is sure. they're, they're trying real hard to gain the momentum by having kind of stuff happening all over the place, riot related. And right, it's right. hard to ignore. Like I'm more interested in playing Runeterra again than I was initially partly because I loved Arcane and I really like this RPG and I want to see these characters in a new context. And like the reason Hearthstone was compelling is happening to me Yeah, <laughs> because now I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, I actually care about some of this shit. And the fact that it's all coming from a MOBA and, and John's, you know, what you said earlier, John, I was, I share with you like the trepidation, the kind of like, uh, come on, you, you know, MOBAs weren't yours in the first place. And you know, all those things where I just, feel like you have to earn it. I feel like what we're witnessing right now is them earning it. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how they ultimately do. But I mean, Bo's kind of sold me too. Like, I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to check it out. I'm like, well, why, why haven't I played the card game? And he's right. I did see him do some of that like single player type mode business. And I was like, Oh, there's, there's a mode for people like me in this game. Yeah. Like it, Super was, cash. it was something that I initially wrote off because again, I don't associate casual and riot together at all because mm-hmm. like they kind of made a name for themselves and planted their flag on like highly competitive, like, you know, uh, platform, but you know, it looks like they are trying to appeal to a lot of different uh, people and get a, a wide audience and, you know, the, the cross-pollination of genres is working because I'm going, well, yeah, I like turn-based yeah, RPGs. And then I'm like, yeah. well, if I'm already doing this, maybe I could do that too. And, you know, the the like you said, Scott, the familiar UI is a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see it in the game you're playing and then you see that same UI somewhere else and you go, oh, I understand this. I know this. It's familiar yeah. to me. And yeah. it's it kind of welcoming. And I think it's really neat. I think... I think interestingly, we're kind of seeing Riot do what DC should have done with its cinematic universe, where <laughs> they had the big collection piece in League of Legends, and now they're telling all the individual stories and just bringing people in and going like, "Yeah, I want to be a, a part of this. I want to be a part of this whole." And um, what? I, yeah, I wouldn't be you surprised. Said, I want to be a part of this whole. I want to be part of this whole. I got Bo's attention. Yeah, we gotta get um, this whole going. <laughs> But but don't you feel like there's also part of this is I know some of this is timing, but but part of this is that feels like there's a little blood in the water. And this is a time for somebody with their resources and their footprint to strike like it's time for them to say, 
you know, that blizzard thing that everybody followed and wanted to be. And, and, and most of us here came from there. Like yeah. we all, it's, it's, it's no longer that thing. So now people are like, Oh, other things exist. Oh, other people are doing and like, I don't know. It feels like they're, we're witnessing a weird moment here. There's and, a lot of people benefiting right now from the dismantling of the cult of blizzard. And yeah. I think that, Developers that are are capitalizing on it are benefiting from it. I think players are beginning to realize like how locked in in cages they were by stuff they loved. And it's not to say I have no regrets for the time I put into World of Warcraft. Like genuinely not. As much as I dislike what that game has become, um, I I don't regret my time with the game. Um, I do think it's a little weird once I got out and stepped away and kind of looked at the whole landscape for what it was how much i had thrown up blinders to certain things as a result of it but by and large like you know it, it was what it was and blizzard benefited greatly from doing you know what we're saying riot's doing right now which is they created this not just you know world of warcraft but they created this universe and these series of universes that you wanted to be a part of in in lots of different genres and you went well, yeah, why do I need to look at another game? I have this game and it works with this game and it's part of this game. And if I want to play this, this is there and it's in its own launcher. Mm -hmm. Like all of that really worked well within itself. And there was no need to look outside of that walled garden. And now that a lot of people are, the people that are capitalizing on it, you know, there's a lot of great things to discover out there. Yeah, and prominence makes you not lazy. Prominence makes you overconfident. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, a history of, you know, bad culture and harassment that no one knew about. I think that, slow that, that bad culture spoiled the soup ultimately. A absolutely. Yeah. No question. But I also think it's got to, is, is it, is cocky the right word? There's something there where they just went. Oh, arrogance and blizzard are big. Com complacent. <laughs> yeah. Complacent and, and cocky are bad combos. And, and now, now it's ripe for the picking. And and I don't and this isn't even them jumping at it right now. Like they were when they announced Valorant, Wild Rift, and Runeterra, that was at a time where League of Legends was all they had. And uh -huh. they had some smart new people hired and they had some plans. We didn't know about them. But that was them laying the groundwork for this right now, which is where they're striking. And it just so happens that, you know, it's a perfect time to strike. But um, you know. It's also one of the first Netflix shows to get a re-up for a second season within a week of it airing. That never happens. I know it was a huge success over there for them, and that's that's I mean, also it's, awesome. It's undeniably awesome yeah. like, for, net, for Netflix quality as well. Like, right, but almost, for a MOBA thing, like, like they took a MOBA. They could have just gone down in history as a one-game company. I'm just impressed with where they're at. I they also got a think lot of blank canvas, though. We're not at the stage of this company with like, you know, lore. No, you no. know what I mean. Like, we're not at that stage. This company has a lot of tabula rasa in a way. Like, all their lore is retconnable. It's just text on their hero page. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you're right. That's a weird benefit, right? Like, yeah. like keep them vague, and then when you need it, then you go nuts and and blow it out. Like Piltovers, really, uh, who cared <laughs> before yeah, all this? <laughs> Who cares about that place? Like suddenly now it's like this place I really want to go visit. I want to be there in an MMO format after Arcane in particular. That is a big, breathing, dark alleyed, strange place. I want to spend time there. 
that i mean they've got me i'm ready for that mmo like now. i like the lanes the lanes are a cool place yeah and like, i also really yeah. like uh runeterra and i'm glad you're playing it now i'm gonna have to play it again damn it all right i have no time for anything anymore that's no, great. Yeah, it's it's still just a card game. If you got other things to play, I'm not going to say that it's worth dropping Halo to play Runeterra if you're not that interested. Uh, John, anything else you want to say about any of your Final Fantasy? Yeah, uh, I mean, I played a lot of things that uh, you played, Scott. So I played Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer. I played Ruined King, a League of Legends story. I played Final Fantasy 14, of course. I finished the near set of raids. That was really great. It's got me playing. Uh, near automata again and getting back into that i can't help it that music is so good and just going through the raids in that world and and hearing the the best part is they mash up the near music with the final fantasy music for those raids and it just it hooked me and so i'm playing that again even though it's not on my list um the only thing that's kind of new uh is i'm continuing my final fantasy journey uh so i'm now up to final fantasy 5 the pixel remaster for 5 and I am extremely pleasantly surprised by that game. It mm. feels like the long lost child of Final Fantasy. I don't feel like anybody talks about five. No. Uh, in as far the first as the time I've ever heard go. of it. <laughs> right. The first time you know, I've ever heard of five. You know it's there because there's a six and yeah. there was a four. Yeah. So presumably there was a five. I didn't know there was a fifth one. So nobody nobody talks ever it. talks about it. Um, and I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a, it's got a strong refinement on the job system from three, which I really liked. Um, it's got cool ways to customize your job and mix it to where you can be a black mage that knows white magic. That's not just a red mage. Now you can do it in a bunch of different ways. And, uh, it, it's really a, a cool refinement, but my biggest criticism with three was I loved the system side of three. And then I played four and all those systems were gone, but it had a, a really crazy but cool story. This kind of feels like the the mix of the two, like the job system's really good. The game plays really well. I, I really like everything about it on a system side. And the story's actually been really intriguing and really good so far. And so I, you're kind of getting the story and the systems together. And it has left me in a place where I'm surprised more people don't talk about it. I, I do think that's probably because it's in the shadow of four, which is a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy of all time, and six, which is definitely a lot of people's favorite for all time. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm loving it so far, and the Pixel Remaster continues to be great. You know, it looks retro and old school while still looking very modern and still being something uh-huh. that you can be kind of pleasantly surprised by while you're playing it. Nice. And so just to be clear, four and six is two and three US, right? Uh, yes. Okay. No, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you never hear about five. We knew it existed, but it seemed. Yeah. And four <laughs> and six are really, I mean, they're, you know, very strong memories of those games. So yeah, five probably would be good you'd have to assume right yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean it stands a good chance to be uh, you know for a time my favorite i am ranking them as i go through them uh right now three is probably my favorite of the ones i've played so far followed by four um but this one is turning out really really good and i'm i'm having a great time with it uh, the only criticism i have is i can't change anybody's name except the main character so this is the first one where Scott, Bo, and Ben are sitting out. Oh, and we're already on. I think it comes back in six. What. I think you can name yeah. all the characters in six. Though. Oh, but, can you? Uh, okay. You guys are. You guys have are you not played there. six? 
Have you played six before? Uh, no, I've maybe played, I've maybe played 10 minutes. Like I've played, it'll, it'll be a real step up in quality. That's that. That's <laughs> your nest to super nest jump, I think. Right. So it's, uh, no, actually I think, I think, uh, three or no four five and six are all super nes yeah well cool uh keep oh, that's on right that. you're right you're right i don't know six is six is superior that's six great. is definitely i'm looking forward to it knowing how many people have told me six is their favorite of the entire series knowing the love for uh i like i know kefka is the big villain in that like that's yeah. about that's about all I know about it. I fought Kefka in Final Fantasy XIV, by the way. That was a fantastic fight. I feel like six um, is probably where the, the scale gets very epic on these games. Like and so your playthroughs are going to start getting really long, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the nice thing is, is when the six pixel remaster comes out, it will presumably still have the auto battle. So it'll still move a little bit. Oh, but I, yeah, I, yeah, so I think yeah. it might be OK. But once we hit seven. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm getting about, you know, between six and eight two-hour sessions with each game. And I think once we hit seven, I think it's going to probably get up to 10, 12, maybe even longer. And I, I don't have a way to speed through it anymore. I wonder, there is a seven. I don't know if it has. You might be able to turn turbo on or something in the in the more recent release of seven. Like, even though it's not a pixel remaster, there might be yeah. some. Mm. I wonder if they did that. Yeah, yeah, that's a really nice feature for these games that, you know, we've kind of our sensibilities for how long those turns take has changed. Yeah, it has. Yeah. I still love turn based combat, but Me too. yes, you can definitely go. Well, I know I'm going to just attack this round. So let me just push one button and let them just do that. Well, even in this Ruin King game, there's not an option to speed it all up. But there's basically you just hold down the number two when when the enemies are fighting or even you and it will double or triple the speed of the animation. Uh, so far, I haven't had a need to because it's beautiful. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure at some point, way down deep into the game, it'll be nice to be able to hit two and get, you know, get to the thing faster. Um, I just think that's the way of the, that's the way of RPGs now. It's just how it is. Not raid style where, you know, raid shadow legends where everything's on four speed and you're not touching the screen while it happens. I'm not really a fan of that, but well, anyway, sounds like a, a fun time and games were had by all this week. Before we get out of here, I want to thank some patrons, okay? Patreon.com slash core show is where you can be a, uh, become a patron supporter of the show. We really appreciate everybody in there, including these three recent people who've joined up. Tyson Parker joined. He's at the Core Hound Silver level. Thank you, Tyson Parker. Uh, not to be outdone, but a little bit better is Kyle Holder, who's at the Core Hound Gold level. That's pretty cool to learn Ooh, about what these are. Awesome. You can find out on Gold the show. That's right. Card, yeah. And then Carl Wilcox joined at the Core Hound Platinum level. These are all Ooh. recent joins. If you want to be read on the show and talked about in such glowing ways, oh, why head on over there and do it. Patreon.com slash core show. We really appreciate it. It keeps the lights on here and uh, we love your support. So keep that up. I think that's it for us. I'm going to go eat jambalaya because my kids are over having early thanksgiving because they all have to go to separate families tomorrow so tonight jambalaya with tilapia fish on top this is my Mm. first thanksgiving where there was a big debate as to who was going where yeah that's a whole it is right that's a whole thing (laughs) yep get used to that it sucks but now i'm to the stage where it's like they decide if they're going to be with us or not but uh anyway that's what's going on tonight and i think i can hear them in there playing jackbox eight 
I think oh, that's nice. what I heard them laughing at. I got a house full of gamers, dude. I raised them right. You raised them right. I don't know. Yes, did I? I, I mean, I it would suck if it would suck if they're all like, anyways, gaming, and you're like, but I, come on, I want the, this is what I dreamed of when I was young. Yeah, a family that plays games. They stay together. That's what I say. Yeah, uh, all right, it does well, bring people together. That is going to be it for the show. Again, that's patreoncom show for the support. Thank you for that, and uh, frogpants.com slash core. For everything else you can also send us your emails talk to the core at gmail.com and uh follow us on twitter bo schwartz scott johnson john underscore jagger and of course core pod uh we record live on usually thursdays we're doing it early for thanksgiving this week but thursdays at 5 p.m mountain time please be here on the fastest growing show on the frog pants network and probably the one i have the most fun on don't tell anyone that don't tell i won't i won't tell keep it keep it between Keep it secret. Is it okay if I just tell my mom, though? Yeah, you can tell your mom. <laughs> okay, sweet. Just don't teabag her. Don't teabag your mom. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for the show. Uh, let's uh, throw it around and see if uh, we got any wise words here. John. Yeah, I don't think I get... Yeah, oh, what? Sorry. Yeah, no, I have ahead. to follow up the wise words of don't I don't think it gets mom. any wiser than don't teabag your mom. <laughs> yeah, I, think you, some, I think you nailed it. Some solid. Everyone, solid do not teabag your mom. Maybe good. don't teabag your dad. Yeah, don't teabag and, anybody, really, unless they ask you. Make sure it's. I don't know. I think there's some people you can teabag. Well, yeah, there's but somebody, they, right? They can teabag Hitler. You could teab. Okay, fair enough. I would teabag you. No. You teabag Hitler. He'll bite him or something. Unless he's dead. Is well, he no, you have to kill him first, then you teabag. Okay, him. so he's so he's dead. I killed him with a sticky grenade, and now I can now yeah, I can teabag Hitler. Can teabag. It's okay to teabag Hitler. Oh, it's tempting to but call. Those are my final that. words. All right, they're very nice, John. Did you have anything to add to that? Uh, you know, you can find fine teas at phoenixpearltea.com. <laughs> Wow, a little bonus uh, repping for Flash Phoenix Pearl TWBD. Yeah, uh, buy the nice. teas that uh, come back towards us. Oh, yeah. No, we, uh, we, <laughs> real, that's the real teabagging you should do. That's yeah. right. We're back to then the... You can uh, teabag all you want. We're back to the waste campaign. Uh, make sure you check us out this weekend, Saturday. We're going to play three hours of right, D&D. We're playing D&D. Yeah, it's going to be great. Speaking of your turn-based combat. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll be here next time with more core. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. We really pulled a boner on this one.